personally, I know it's been crazy for everybody, but the last couple of months for me has been a little bit slow. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like these periods of not having any opportunities at all. And then a big card comes up, which is normally not the way it goes. So you just spend most of my time getting that lower mid, you know, sort of mid high end stuff and you plug along with it. But now it's sort of feast or famine. I'll go yeah. two, three weeks without really any activity. And then a monster comes and then it's quiet for two or three weeks and another monster comes. So that's kind of what it's been like for me the last couple months, two, three months, probably. Yeah. It's, I hear you, man. Like if I, I've been finding that every time I go onto uh, eBay, I go looking for cards. I'm finding it's like, maybe I'm a bit, maybe I'm a bit different. There's so many things I want out there. There's so many cards that I yeah. want to buy because they're so cool. And of course, they're so much more expensive now than they would have been even a year ago. But it's like, I'm finding it's like, how do I decide what to buy? Because you can't buy everything, you know? And like, it's, uh, and, and if you were to pick up a serious piece, that almost takes you out of action for other serious pieces that may come up. So I'm, I'm at a point right now where it's like, I got to be more and more careful. You know, the smaller cards, it's no problem. I'll keep chipping away at those. But if a big card comes up, a grail type card or a, or a real good investment piece, I'm finding myself to be a little bit more hesitant to pull the trigger because, you know, it's just it's a lot of money at stake on some of these very important cards. So yeah, yeah, that's there. And that's the thing about it is I'm finding, you know, historically, those big, big pieces that you kind of that you you don't want to imagine yourself living without now that you know that they're out there. Those always seem to be so few and far between that you you could kind of catch your breath financially and and you know get back into some smaller cards and and you know rebuild the bank well maybe move a little bit of stuff and you know whatever you got to do you know to just sort of you get ready for the next one well now it just seems like the this whole feast or famine thing I'm it it's monster card two weeks of nothing another monster card monster card so it's just you you know just you know i'm not getting the chance to really catch my breath and these are all kind of cards that i like now that i know they're out there it's like well i don't have a choice right i mean it's me convincing myself that i don't have a choice but yeah, yeah the, that's kind of what it's been like i mean shields and and one-on-ones and it's just wow like how what's the what's the gig with all this happening like in you know four months it's just Big card after big card after big card, but what do you do, right? I know, man. Maybe I think part of it might just be that values are high, and some people are thinking about cashing out a little bit, or you know, maybe maybe bringing making some money, locking in some gains, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, letting a card go and putting some money in the bank so they can put it into other cards down the road. Um, let's. Yeah. Uh, so hey, we, we got we're live now. By the way, we got started a couple minutes ago here. Uh, welcome everybody. We'll see, we got some viewers now. Welcome back to After Hours. This is Jay Yokish, my guest for the for the evening. We're going to go for as long as we can go for here tonight. Um, we're gonna. We're, I want to talk a bit about the episode we just had with Doctor Beckett. I thought I always like to get my After Hours uh, guests' sort of opinion on you know any key nuggets you pulled out of that out of out of his wisdom, anything that surprised you, that sort of thing. Before we do that, though, Jay, let's just see who we have with us. I didn't have time, and with Doctor Beckett, it's a limited time, so I didn't, I didn't pay the amount of um, attention to the comments that I really love to do and get everyone involved. So let's do that right now, quickly. All right, we yeah, have sure. yeah. we, we, 
We have Legion Italia with us again. Legion, welcome back. Great to see you. Amish Dave Archer, welcome. And how are you this evening? Charles, my man Charles is here. Legion says, Hey, Charles. Legion says, Fear Lee Beard. Looking good. Thank you, Legion. The whole story with the beard was, you know, over the Christmas holidays, I just didn't shave for a few days. It's like, wait, I haven't really had a beard for like four years. I want to see how gray it is now. Well, it's coming in gray. So, uh, the age is showing. We have the card collector with us. Good evening to you. This person, I, I don't know who it is. I'm sure I know you, but uh, that's why I have on the ticker right now. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, if you can go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook, click the big blue button, and then I'll know who you are, and it'll just make it much more fun for all of us. Terry Fortune, welcome, says, wow, great display. And yeah, just a little bit of um, behind-the-scenes information for all you guys out there. We were wa- I, we, we got into the studio here, Jay and I, and Jay, um, the cards to the the other side of him that are on the sidewall, they were kind of moved forward. I said, Jay, push them back. Let's get them right in the camera so we don't have any uh, empty shelves. So he took a few minutes to move them back. So just to see how awesome his display is, like who doesn't want to live in that space right there, right? If you're a card collector, I know I sure would. Mike Truman, welcome back. 90s hockey collector, good to have you. Absolutes here, welcome, welcome. Shaving daily sucks, no doubt. <laughs> Tiger Jordan, after hours with Jeremy and Sports Girls, ever the best. Thank you, Tiger. Great to have you. Jordan, welcome to the show tonight. Big Daddy Cool, the breakout player in the NHL this year is Jay. Who is the breakout player in the NHL this year? Do you have an opinion on that? My personal opinion or who it's yeah. actually going to be? Both. I think, okay, as a, as a Flames collector... If we're talking about rookies, I think Valimaki is going to have uh, is going to have a big year. Um, Defenseman certainly looks like it so far. Yeah, I you know for this is going to be considered his his rookie year. He's been around the club for a little while, but with injuries and stuff, this is going to be his rookie year. But the breakout, I, I the breakout player. It's a big, uh, that's a it's tough, a tough question. I think it I is. think Nathan and it's go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, McKinnon's going to have a huge year. But if yeah. we're, you know, if we're talking, if we're talking about rookies, man, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people on the fence with this kid, and I think Lafreniere is going to have an amazing year. I that whole, that whole team, the whole thing that the Rangers have going on right now, I think is going to be. You know, it's going to be really fun to watch. I think just that whole thing and what they're going to be able to do and the talent that they've got on that team. I think he's going to, I think he not only is he going to benefit from that, but I think he's going to add to it. So, yeah. you know, for a rookie, I think he's, I think he's going to have a really, really good rookie year. Well, he's got a lot. He's got great young supporting cast around him. That team is poised for success in the future. If I were answering the question, I think, you know, again, it's tough to say because some of these guys have had good seasons. I think um, Elias Pettersson on the Canucks is going to have his best season yet. I, I, I'm hopeful that Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner can step it up and gain some consistency and, you know, not just score four goals one game, then none for five games. I'd like to see these guys really do well. It would help the hobby, of course, being in the, the largest hockey card market potentially being uh being toronto and then i wonder I, i'm all you know I'm, I'm also flames fan jay you we have that in common i'm a huge fan of matthew kachuk i love his style i love what he brings i know i know he's one of these guys if he's on your team you love him if he isn't you don't but his brother in ottawa brady kachuk 
-hmm. Another team that seems to have maybe turned a corner in terms of filling up their prospect uh, cupboard and, you know, just kind of making moves that maybe these guys are going to like, like they can only exceed expectations to a degree. There's really, you know, the expectations are low. So the, it, it, it's one of those sorts of things. I think maybe Brady Kachuk, along with Matthew, who's a star in my mind, you know, he's, he's a superstar, but uh, maybe Brady Kachuk can, can get in there too. Let's keep going here though. We have True Dang here. Welcome to the show. Really appreciate that. Truly uh, love the show. Really, really appreciate that. And thank you so much for the kind words. Charles says that card room is just amazing. <laughs> Amish Dave, who's got a big beard, says shaving daily is the absolute worst. Al, welcome. Oh, that was Al. Back on. Al's back on uh, YouTube now. Thank you, Al. Ziggy Palfy is due to break through. No doubt about it. <laughs> Ziggy Palfy's been mm-hmm. retired for 10 years, but he might break through. Hockey Hockey says, do you sleep in that room? If you don't, how can you not? Yeah, Jay, have you ever had to crash down there? Um, I think when I originally built it, and my wife was actually able to see firsthand how much there actually was. I had to find a place to sleep for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Hockey guy says sharks are the dark sharks dark horse this year is John Leonard. Interesting. I've never even heard that name before. So interested to hear uh, if you're right and who this guy is. Joey Silva says Milan Lucic breakout player of the year. I mean, he had a great year last year for the Flames, but. The guy brings clout. He, he toughens up the flames for sure. Joe Thornton says hockey all gaming. You got if you don't know hockey and you're watching this, all these players that are being named, well, between uh, Milan Lucic and Joe Thornton, these are guys who are like in their twilight. You know, they're Joe Thornton's like 43. So Charles Hinn says Igor Zamula. There's a young prospect Charles has been very excited about for a while. Do you think anyone hits 100 points this year? It's a shortened season, so I'm going to go with no. I, I, almost absolutely not. Um Brad Marsh, too funny. Hobby break, hobby breakout player of the year, Ziggy Palfi. Could be, could be. Keandre Miller, New York Rangers. Not a player I'm uh, familiar with, but uh, maybe he'll break out. Snaps the X and welcome to the show. Swervin Irvin says signing in as well. This will be my third show. Well, welcome for episode number three, Swervin. Happy to have you. YYC Vintage. Yes, good dear. Some love for Val and Mackey. No one in the hobby is talking about him. And that's because he's a defenseman. It's because he didn't he didn't play last season. He was hurt. But the guy is a stud defenseman along with um, with Anderson. What's his first name on the team? Uh, Rasmus. Rasmus Anderson. Those guys are kind of like the future of defense in Calgary for sure. Hockey says, Jeremy, if those two can bury it, Thornton can set them up all game. Talking about Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Yeah, I mean, he could be he could be the difference for them. Maybe he does break out this year. Uh, Terry Fortune says Matt Barzal could break out. Yeah, another guy, almost like, an, like uh, Elias Pettersson, has had good seasons but needs to maybe take that next step and, and really lead his team. And I think Barzell is certainly poised for that. So I'm with you on that, Terry. Someone whose cards are probably going to, I'm not going to say what his cards will do. I don't want to do that, but I might need to reach, I might need to go get myself an SP authentic future watch auto of, uh, of Matt Barzell one of these days here. Uh, oh, sorry. Got ahead of myself here. Where were we? Hockey guy says that's also the case. If jumbo Joe being Joe Thornton can keep up true that. Do you both play fantasy hockey? I do, Jordan. How about you, Jay? Do you play fantasy hockey? I don't. No, I, I, I don't. I've never got into that any fantasy anything. No, you haven't, eh? No, no, never got into it. I've been doing it basically my whole life since the mid-80s. And uh, so, yeah, Jordan, I've been playing it for a long time. I go in the odd, you know, box pool. I have a, I have a, uh, like a keeper pool, a Yahoo fantasy keeper pool where we keep a few players each year. 
but we lost two guys this year, so we're down to eight teams, and we'll see. And it's it's a it's a pride pool. There's no money involved. It's, I think we're going to year 18 of this thing, and we've never there's never been money involved. And believe it or not, it's the one I'm the most interested in uh, all, all every year, even even when I have money riding on other pools. Daniel A, welcome back to the show, my friend. Brian Kingsley, welcome to the show. Charles says Gritty is going to be a breakout. That's the Flyers uh, mascot. <laughs> Amish Dave's hoping Dumba puts it all together this year. Yeah, Dumba's a guy that crossed my mind earlier when someone, I saw a question, who do you think could really stand the test of time in the hobby? And I mean, Dumba's a, a stretch for that, but because of his political moves, he's somebody that could be remembered almost like a Kaepernick, even though on a much smaller scale. Daniel says Jack Hughes could break out on New Jersey, a first overall draft pick. Billy says, Jeremy, you and Jim look like twins. Thanks. Thanks, Billy. I mean, no offense, Jim, but I'm a few years younger, Billy. <laughs> Mike Truman says Timo Meyer could find the next gear. He'll have no shortage of opportunity. Now, did he move? Where's Timo Meyer now, Jay? Do you know? Is he, he was San Jose. Yeah, he was with the Sharks originally, but that was 15, 16, I think was his draft year or, or 14, 15. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I don't even know if he's still there. Feels, yeah, I'm not sure. He might have been moved. Feels like he might have been. Someone, Mike, Mike, if you could let us know, just out of curiosity. Adam D, well, what's up? Go Bills. That's right. I was I watched that game tonight because of my Josh Allen card. And uh, I was happy to see him win and then uh, kind of kind of end that 25-year stretch of no playoff win. So congrats to the Buffalo Bills and their fans. Absolute says, Shervin Irvin, we don't get to talk much NASCAR on here, but if you want to learn hockey, this is the place. Oh, there you go. I see that. Thank you, uh, Absolute. Jordan says, Jeremy, would you do a league with some of your viewers? Yeah, why not? That's a great idea, Jordan. That's a neat idea. I think we need a special episode for a, for a hockey pool. We get us all in the room. We get 10 guys in the room, and we all pick players. We got to figure that out. If you're not in the Facebook group for Sports Cards Live, please join the Facebook group, guys, because I'm going to start a thread in there probably like tomorrow to announce this. Thanks to Jordan Reischer. And uh, it's going to be a first come, first serve. The first 10 people to say they want in, we can fit on the screen and we can do a live draft one day. Awesome idea. I love it, Jordan. Great idea. Watch for the thread tomorrow, guys. I will put it up on the Facebook group. If you're not in yet, please come and join it. And if it asks you for a reference, just say, Jeremy, or you watch the show, anything like that. Hockey guy says, Kevin LeBanc better step it up this year for sure. Yeah, he's a guy that could step it up. David, welcome. Jeremy, you've been playing fantasy hockey and Gretzky goals. Yes, I have been, David. I've been playing since you split up the goals and assists into two different picks. I remember it well. Boy, do I remember it well. And the funny thing was that his assists would get taken first overall, and oftentimes his goals would go second overall. John Simone, loving that hockey is back. Any interesting players in 2020 hockey young gun set? I mean, as Jay mentioned, the Alexi, Alexi Lafreniere is definitely one of them. Jay, I don't know a lot about the rookie. I'm not the guy that buys young guns to prospect in their first year. I do believe that hockey rookies take a bit longer to develop than other sports. So, but with that, Jay, are you in? Can you uh, provide any uh, sort of information on that or insight into other rookies in the in the young guns? So I actually haven't even started doing series one yet, um, which is late for me. Usually I'd, you know, if I'm not in the first 72 hours after release, that's, you know, that's a long while. So I haven't even started yet from what I can tell. I mean, just in, you know, the content, what everybody's talking about, it just seems to me that this year it's, it, you know, from a collecting standpoint, everybody is Lafreniere or bust. I, you know, you don't really hear all that much 
chatter going on about anybody else. But the good thing is, is that there's going to be some, there's going to be some talent. There's going to be some really collectible cards in there. Um, for sure. You know, it just out of the, you know, out of the gate, it doesn't appear to be the, the best rookie crop that you, you know, we've just sort of been blessed over the last little while to have great rookie crops doesn't seem to be the best one, but there's going to be some, there's going to be some great young guns to be had from some guys that are going to pan out where people aren't looking. I think that's just the feeling I get. I think, I think, I think you're right. Um, You know, I kind of, I wonder about Bowen Byram. He was, he was in, now, for, I'm, I might be confused here, but I think, I'm pretty sure because I watched a bit of the World Juniors and I'm pretty certain he was in there and did pretty well. I watched, I'll admit, I watched the last game and uh, when I was looking at the stats for the tournament, I thought I saw Bowen Byram's name in there and I do believe he's a young gun in, in the 2021 um, Series 1. So someone that, I, you know, maybe may worth, uh, may worth uh, you know, looking at. Uh, Canner collects us, how will the new divisions affect the playoff picture? Man, I, I Let's wait and see, Canner. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be. I think it's going to. I think the season is going to be so unique this year, and we're almost kind of lucky that we get to have this one-off season that never would have happened if it weren't for pandemic. So, interest. It'll be interesting to watch. B. Roy, opposite of breakout. Anyone hyped who will pull a Patrick Stefan? I mean, great question. Who knows? I mean, all the pressure is on Lafreniere right now, and uh, and. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Byfield. Quinton Byfield was a second overall pick. I mean, these guys have pressure, and they're expected to come out and do something right away. So, uh, Kickdown says uh, Sebastian Ajo scores 40 this year. I mean, I think Ajo's a great player. Sebastian Ajo for the yeah. Carolina Hurricanes, anyone out there doesn't know, he's a player worth looking at if you're someone who's looking for a hockey player to uh, invest in or speculate on. Mm-hmm. Look at, and it's not his rookie year. He's uh, His rookie year was 16, maybe, 17, 16. something like that. 16 16 but that's when you want to get into hockey players is four years into their career because you have a much better indication as to their long-term you know performance uh early it's it's a lot of gamble in early on i think except for some of the great players here's a great hockey collect puts up by jack eichel Uh, to me that's almost a no-brainer i think he's going to break out this year he's got taylor hall with him now uh, yeah. another great playmaker. So I can see something happening there for Jack Eichel. And he can't, you know, don't forget Jack Eichel was drafted second overall behind Connor McDavid. And uh, some people would have put Eichel ahead of McDavid a few, but in any event, uh, definitely someone to consider. Uh, YYC says, hopefully we'll see some more love for defensemen with the breakout seasons by McCarr, Quinn Hughes and Adam Fox last year. And I'm, I'm aligned with that. I think that I don't, I don't like the way defensemen get no love in the hobby. There are some really exciting defensemen in the league, you know, Ray Bork, Bobby Orr aside. Maybe this is the year because of these young players. If they can get in the top 15, 20 in scoring for the league, any of them, maybe we'll see a bit of a, a bit of a shift towards mm-hmm. the hobby um, warming up to defensemen. Anything to say on that, Jay? I think uh, I agree with you. I, I think what the from a hobby standpoint, what it needs is you know, to have one of these guys, especially if you can get one of these kids to get up towards the top of the of the points leaders in the league, you know, it, it's what it'll do for what it'll do for values for defensemen and for these cards to hold their value, not just sort of spike for a year. You know, everyone's going crazy for Macar stuff, and everybody pays up for it. 
you know, sophomore, you know, he has an average sophomore season, then, you know, his cards plummet in value and every defenseman cards plummet in value. Everyone's dumping defenseman cards. And I, I think you're bang on. It just takes one of these, if one of these younger kids can do that and get into the top 30, you know, the top 25 in scoring, I think it'll have a huge impact on the value, you know, values and the hobby side of it. I think it'll make a huge difference. And yeah, it'd be and awesome to see too, because they're just so skilled, you know? I'm, I'm with you, man. I've I've been tempted to collect defensemen, but then that whole the hobby love thing kind of makes you shy away. And I wonder if it's more the hobby. We all we all are familiar with that lack of love for defensemen that we just don't do it. And it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy versus let's give these guys a chance. I think back to Aaron Ekblad, a first overall pick in 2013 or 14, something like that. His, he had a cup rookie RPA at a 99, a hot, uh, really cool looking actually, uh, his young gun. Or was it was it his young gun canvas showed the how canvas. much the, the bow and the stick, right? Mm-hmm. What a cool card. If you are if you want to see a cool a guy with a great shot, go check out uh, his, his young guns canvas. Uh, his name is Aaron Ekblad, E-K-B-L-A-D. Check him out. Check out the card on Com C or eBay, and look at look at the 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 flex in his stick. That that they caught that shot was just amazing. But um, you know he had love very early, and then now he's a common for all intents and purposes. Uh, Charles calls out Connor Ingram, Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, Jimmy VC, Capo Caco. Now VC's rookie card is several years ago by now, or a couple years ago by now. Caco was the year before. Daniel A, my friend, says loving my Crosby ice, Jeremy. Thanks for the mm. advice, buddy. Daniel, you're welcome. I I don't own a I don't own that card, Daniel. I still don't own, own that card. But uh, congrats! I know you're I know you're excited. I was happy to talk to you about it. Timo Meyer still on the Sharks top line now. Very good to hear. So that's a guy who could you know top line on the Sharks. Logan Couture is on that probably up there too. You know you got could have some uh, could have a good year. YYC calls out Victor Olafson, defenseman on the Buffalo. I think he's a defenseman on the Buffalo Sabers, isn't he? Maybe if I think he's a defenseman. I might be wrong on that. Projected top line in San Jose, Meyer, Couture, and LeBanc. Yeah, I mean, that's great, but that's not a great top line. That's one of the weaker top lines in the NHL. But, uh, but you know, if they if they gain some chemistry and uh, play together, they could definitely develop and, and get their share of points for sure. Thank you, Mike, for letting us know. Still a shark, 30 goals two years ago. Stumbled through the first year and a half before finding his game. Jordan's in for the hockey pool. Terry's in for the hockey pool. Yeah, guys, watch for the thread because it's going to, unfortunately, it's going to be one of those first come, first serve things. And if you are going to sign up for this hockey pool, you have to be able to make it to the live draft. We're going to do the draft, the, 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 we're going to do the draft live on the channel. We'll broadcast it to YouTube and Facebook. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So, Billy from Upper Decks, the man who creates Series 1 for us every year, says one of the Red Wings' last four to five first picks might step up. I don't know which one. Whichever ones that don't produce, I think Stevie Eiserman will dangle them at the trade deadline. I mean, you guys have like uh, Bertu- uh, Bertuzzi's over there. There's a couple other young guys on that team. You know, Dylan Larkin, I think the Red Wings are positioned a bit like the Rangers and the and the, the Senators and the Canucks. You know, good young core, just not there yet. But could get, I, I think Vancouver's ahead, but we'll get there. Joey says, would love to see Minnesota break out. Kirill Kaprizov, Minnesota Wild top prospect. That team, man, that team, the Wild, they're just like their biggest. I think I said it a couple months ago. The, the biggest move they've ever made was was the when they signed uh, Ryan Suter and Zach Parise in the offseason. They haven't been able to top that headline since then, but mm-hmm. I wish them well. 
Big Daddy, we got to have a conversation about the price of grading and the length of time it takes to get cards back. PSA is seven and a half months. That's the discussion right there, Big Daddy Cool. That is the discussion right there. I don't know what else we can really say about it. Native Card Guy, hello to you. Native Card Guy, shout out to you, my man. You inspired me to uh, take any any revenue that the channel earns from the affiliation with Card Ladder is going to go to buy meals for homeless. And I even have a vision of like going out and just finding somebody and take, you know, here, let's let someone who might be hanging out outside of a Tim Hortons, buying them a meal, giving it to them. And even like, you know, like saying, hey, I'm taking a picture sort of thing and, and spreading that because I think that's a good initiative. You really you really uh, res that really resonated with me when you brought that up a couple of weeks ago there, native card guy. Hockey, hockey, why doesn't Tim Stutzel have a young gun card yet? Well, it's just a matter of time. They save players for Series 2. Well said. Okay, guys. Um, the foul five ball. Jeremy, you should do a show about hobby supplies or the lack thereof. Have someone from Ultra Pro or BCW. Yeah, I've, I've been. It's been suggested to have someone from Ultra Pro BCW before. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll think. I'll consider it for sure. For sure. I mean, I know there's a shortage of supplies. You can't find uh, my neighbor who's in the hobby couldn't find sleeves anywhere in the city. We have four or five LCSs. Couldn't find any sleeves the other day. So, but I. Well, what else do you talk about? You can't find them. So we got to wait till they catch up, and then we find mm -hmm. them and then we're back to normal. So, but it is certainly an issue. Certainly an issue. Yeah, as as hockey says. It's a logistical issue at this point. Uh, we have lots of comments here, Jay. So listen, I'm going to hold off on the comments, and we are 10 minutes behind them. But Jay, let's get to you, man. You obviously have the coolest backdrop. Well, we've had one other backdrop that would challenge yours. That was when I had the Monumental guys on. Mm -hmm. But this backdrop is spectacular. Let, let I want the audience to get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your, your hobby history, when you got into the hobby, what you collect, and what drives you to... To, to and what's what are, what are on the shelves? Let, give us give us your story. Okay, we'll start. We'll, let's start with the shelves. So directly over my shoulders, everything that you see on uh, on display, those are all Premier Mega Patch sleeves. So the players' numbers is what you see there. To my left, you can only see a portion of the display, but that's the. Uh, shoulder patches, commemorative patches, um, my flame stuff. So the flags, the Canada flag and the Alberta flags. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can turn this here for a sec so everybody can kind of see it. So yeah. those are the, dis that's the rest of the display for the mega patches. Damn. We're all jealous of that display. So that's what you see there. Uh, the binders are all base sets so i'm also i'm also a set builder um and that can actually segue into when i started collecting so i started collecting hockey cards when i was seven um i'm now 43 and there were very few years in between where i didn't collect a couple of years in college just because i you know i didn't have the money to do it um but uh i've been collecting hockey cards ever since then so, you know, buying packs when, when I was a kid and, you know, buying a box when I got into a teenager and then, you know, into my 20s was buying cases and that was sort of the way I just went through. And, you know, I still kind of, as much as the hobbies changed, um, because it has, you know, uh, values and what it costs to be in the hobbies is a lot more expensive than it used to be. 
Um, and it seems, you know, through all these decades that guys have always sort of changed what they did and how they collected. And, um, you know, of course, I, I collect things now that I didn't collect before just because you didn't have access to them. Cards have changed, but I still build base sets. Do you, you do know, anything so, other than are you only hockey or do you collect any basketball, football, baseball, anything else? Just hockey. Um, I did. I think like everybody that collected cards in the 90s, I did the 91 upper deck baseball set. Yeah. Right. The, the one that had, I think it's 91. The one that had the Jordan baseball card in it where he's in the batting cage. Yeah. The, 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 that was the SP one. Yeah. The, the big, I remember the Todd Van Poppel was a very popular card that year. Remember <laughs> yeah, that? Eric, yeah. Eric Caros. And uh, there are a few others that were, you don't hear these guys anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the only time I ever got into any other sport. And that was just a product of, that was a time where I was really passionate about collecting hockey cards and where I grew up in a small town when the, uh, the local store stopped selling hockey cards, that was it. You couldn't buy hockey cards anymore. So just, you know, the, I had the itch and got into baseball cards and that was, that was it. It was just always, just always hockey. So, um, you know, to this, to this day, I'm still collecting base sets and I'm not, you know, I'm not ripping wax and throwing cards in the recycling box. I, you know, I build all the base sets and put them into a binder and I catalog them to which cards I'm missing so I can get onto eBay and buy them or trade with some, you know, trade with some local guys. And, you know, it's just uh, been doing that for as long as I can remember and I still enjoy it. So, so you're a, you're a, you're a true, you're a true collector and you, you've, you've really like, I'd say leveled up to these mega patches, which is you're, you're well known, like you're known among uh, you know, within uh, Instagram and your your followers, and among some Facebook groups, you're well known as being the Mega Patch guy. Uh, even at the even at the Sport Card Expo in Toronto, last time we got to go to it, I mean, there's people there that that know you, that have dealt with you, that are they're almost like scouting the floor, looking for cards for you. You know, Matthew Lee comes to mind, a guy who I've known for years at the show. Yeah, I know you've yeah. dealt with Matt a few times. Like, there's people out there. So, you you know, it, it, it's funny how in the hobby you can become well known for your very narrow uh, scope of what you collect, even though it doesn't look so narrow because you've got that amazing display behind you. But that's what's kind of fun about the hobby, right? You become kind of known. And then when someone finds something, they let you know, hey, you, I'm sure you get, let me ask, do you get texts all the time with links to Facebook posts or, or e- eBay listings with cards that you might be interested in? Yeah, so... Uh, a little bit to your point, yeah, I, I have, you know, a handful of, uh, of, of friends in the hobby that are always looking. Uh, they're constantly on the lookout, at, especially at shows that I can't make it to. And, and if they, you know, if they see something, um, they're on the phone, it's a picture, and they're sending me a text message or a, or a, Facebook, uh, a Facebook message about the card and who's got it and what they're looking for. And, and you know, some of them even as far as, they just are so aware of my collection. They know it's a card that I'm going to want and it's priced right. They'll just buy it and, yeah. you know, just sort of send me a message saying, I, I picked this up. It's, you know, 175 bucks or whatever it is like to that point. But um, in regards to messages and, and reaching out, it's uh, I still get quite a few. I don't get as many as I used to. Um, when Beckett did their article about my mega patch collection, the months that followed that was pretty extreme. Um, yeah. 
it was uh i mean there were days where it was it was dozens but that was more a product of i think there were lots of people that had a few mega patches like three or four and then saw this article and were like if i'm ever gonna sell these things this is the guy yeah. So there was lots of messages from, from people like that, that had a couple of them didn't really, you know, they thought maybe they would collect them and then sort of lost interest just based on how difficult the sets are to collect. So it was lots of messages from people like that. But now, you know, it, it's not a daily thing, but a couple times a week for sure. You know, there, yeah. some of the guys are, you know, messaging me about stuff that they've seen in a, in a, in a group. So, Are you there? You still there? Oh, yeah, still here. Yeah, keep going. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of here. Do you, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of here. We're okay. I think so. You're a little. You're a little choppy right now. If if anyone in your house is watching Netflix or something like that, yeah, you might want to ask them. To... Okay. Um. So, you know, a few times a week, and it. The thing about mega patches. I gotcha. Sorry, guys. I'm not sure if, if it's uh, Jay or myself who's uh, who's. I don't not think there's through. anybody left in my house that's still awake. To be honest with you, man. Okay, well, let's just let's just fight. We'll just we'll there's just. There's only two it. of us, and there's no chance she's still awake. Okay, well, we'll just we'll just wait for it to clear up. In the meantime, I want to address a comment. Can you hear me, Jeremy? I do. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So yeah, I'm I don't. Going... I don't. There's probably nobody in the house that's using the internet. Okay. I'm a little bit rural. I'm not exactly in the city, so I. Okay, well, Jay, until it clears up, I'm going to address some comments that came through. Um, was it? Uh, I can still yeah. hear. Jordan says, uh, "How will you balance collecting versus okay. investing?" Um, okay, but there's a the yeah the thing the thing about okay, I'm gonna take Jay out for a minute, and we're gonna let Jay uh, sort of take that off my forehead. We will let Jay work that out and I'll bring him. Jay, if you can hear me, I see you there. I'll bring you back in in a couple minutes, okay? Just hang tight for hang tight for a second. Hang tight. Um, I want to address this comment by Jordan. How will you balance collecting versus investing with the upcoming Metal Universe release? There's, no, there's going to be no balancing for me, Jordan. I'm going to buy as much of it as I can, whether it's investing or it'll be collecting first. Not so much investing, but I do believe in the product and I want to have lots of it. Uh, absolute is McGuire's sponsoring sports cards live yet. I just ordered my bottle. Um, no, it is not. Uh, and I did reach out to them way back and said, do you have an affiliate program or something? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a few sales here and there. And they said, we don't. So I'm still going to send them some sales because you guys need to know about this stuff. It's good stuff. Okay. Let's try and bring Jay back on right now. Jay or how, how, how is your connection now, buddy? Can you, uh, can you hear me? Okay. We're going to take you out one more time. Uh, top two picks in the 2017 dra draft were Snooze Fest. I don't remember who they were, but let me know, uh, Hockey Hockey. Hit the thumbs up if you like the show, if you like the uh, technical difficulties. You know, we've been fortunate. We haven't had technical difficulties on the show too much in, in, in recent months. Ever since I got hardwired into my router, uh, into my modem we haven't had technical difficulties but um jay said he's rural so that's too bad but hopefully he'll his uh connection will clear up and we'll bring him right back on he is still in the back room there i can see him 
Anyone got any Aaron Ekblads? There you go. Okay, I'm and I am behind. Uh, David G called out Rasmus Dahlin, defenseman on the Buffalo Sabres, could have a great year for sure. Uh, hockey, hockey, any thoughts on Chris from Carlatter taking your charity comment and going the direction? Of, okay, that's hockey, hockey, not not cool. We don't know. How would you say that? Okay. Defenseman, all I can see is Duncan Keith spike during cup runs and depressingly low now. No, that's very true. I've noticed that myself. What are your thoughts on Shane Wright coming up in two years? Yeah, Sandro, good call. If you guys, if you guys haven't heard of Shane Wright, he's apparently 15 or 16 years old right now, and uh, Billy can speak to him if Billy's still out there. But this guy is a, like he's the. I my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is that he's going to be the second coming of Sidney Crosby. So that's going to be very exciting for the hobby. I uh, can't wait to see what that means for sure. All right, Jesse. Jay, could could Val... Okay, Jay is trying to get back in. Let's see. He's There he is. Jay, can you hear me? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I can hear you. It seems, it seems to be... Yep. Okay. Question for you. Could could you see Yusuf Valimaki winning the Calder Trophy? So the Calder Trophy is for the Rookie of the Year, everybody. And, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be tough to go to Valimaki, but you never know. If he's good enough, he could win the rookie. He could win rookie of the year for sure. Jay, do you have any quick thoughts on that? I Yes, I, I don't think you could ever say definitively before the start of a season that a rookie doesn't have a shot at it. But I think this it, it, that would be a tall order based on, you know, the type of season I think Lafreniere is going to have with the team that he's on. Um I, I think as a Flames fan, the positive is in the last few years, we've been able to see what young defensemen can do, the kind of impact they can have. Yeah. So I'm reluctant to take it completely off the table, but I think it would be a long shot. I'd love to see it. Trust me. Fair. That'd be a yeah. dream. Hockey Hockey says Shane Wright is no McDavid, but should be decent. Okay, well, I mean, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's not the second coming of Sidney Crosby. I just thought I'd heard that. Do you think Matthew Kachuk will lead the Flames? Yeah, he's already leading the Flames. I mean, you know, Sean Monaghan is just like a quiet guy. He's not captain material. Uh, Giordano, the captain, is just getting older, you know, but he's still captain material. Johnny Gaudreau, not a chance. I think I think the natural progression is going to be to uh, Matthew Kachuk. It's only a matter of time. We could see it, you know, if they make a move and move uh, Giordano, uh, I think he's the guy that takes the the COA or or, or, or uh, mm-hmm. is the beneficiary of that for sure. Olafson is a forward. Thanks for clearing me up on that. Maybe playing with Eichel and Taylor Hall. That'd be great for him. Is Matthew Kachuk the second coming of Theo Fleury? I mean, they're, I think they're different players, but there's some similarities. I prefer, I mean, Fleury was awesome back in the day, but I'm a big fan of Matthew Kachuk. Valimaki couldn't win the Calder, sadly. Maybe he's just, no, it doesn't, doesn't, maybe he's played too many games. Philip Zadina, Detroit Red Wings prospect, uh, is someone that a lot of people had a lot of hope for a couple years ago for sure. Well, there's some Calder Trophy hype. Again, Calder Trophy is for the Rookie of the Year, if you don't know, around Kirill Kaprizov. Hello, 19th Vintage. Welcome to the show. Flurry wasn't a gutless puke, says Hockey Hockey. Yeah, Matthew Kachuk does not – Matthew Kachuk, first of all, he's not gutless. People that think he's gutless just like to just like to say that because it's popular. But the only time he ever turtled was when he got attacked from behind and was taking punches to the head. So he protected his head, Hockey Hockey. I'm sure you do the same. Uh, even if you were a hockey player. Uh, good to hear, Native Card Guy. Happy you that warms your heart. 
John Simone, do you know much about and can explain the UD Canvas parallel plate cards that are one of ones? I got one in my 2019 NHL packs. Uh, they are what they are, John. Um, Upper Deck uses the plates from the printing of the cards. They and they they make them into they make them cards themselves. Uh, put them into packs. They just they just use the plates. It's been they've been doing that for for a, a, quite a long time now, actually. James Hummel, welcome, buddy, and uh, thank you for the kind words. Always enjoy having you on the show as well, like in, in in the chat. And you are scheduled to be my guest in the future, so look forward to having you. Charles says my super unknown pick for a breakout player in the next couple of years is Caden Fulcher, goalie for the Red Wings. I mean, Charles pulls out. It's funny. Charles either can tell you about players from the fifties and sixties, or tell you about players from the twenty from twenty twenty five and forward. I love it, Charles. Charles is our fourteen years old, fourteen year old data sales data um, analyst consultant. Ultra Pro has been making COVID face shields. Well, and that's probably a good use of their time. And if if the hobby has to take a hit in the supplies uh, category, I think we we should just be willing to accept that. Todd Van Poppel was great for three innings, right? Uh, the Jordan batting is going for 300, give or take, in a PSA 10 now. Yeah, that was a big card back in the day. Todd Van Poppel had it in his contract that he wasn't allowed to mow his lawn. Yeah, there's got to be a story behind that. Oscar, I love the collector episodes. Too much profit investment talking the hobby, in my opinion. No doubt. There's lots of it. So, yeah, that's, it's nice to get Jay on here with us and really uh, learn more. about. And, guys, put your questions in the chat that you have for Jay. I'm going to whip through the comments to try and catch up with them right now, but get some comments and questions for Jay if you want to know anything about him, his approach to the hobby. I always find it's most interesting to learn about people's approaches to the hobby. Uh Look at the beautiful display. No doubt, peeps. No doubt. It, it's something that we can all, like, I know I see that. It's, it's inspirational, Jay. Like, I want to totally cover my walls behind me with cards and get rid of what I have. The problem is I have a, I have, my, my son's going to be two in March, and he rips everything he can. So if I had cards on the wall, that'd be a bad, I mean, they would just get, they'd get hurt. He would, he would eat them. So I got to be careful with that. Here we go. Oscar does this. Does Jay do any player collecting or just sets and patches? If so, what players and uh, what players are player Jay? Um, so uh, from a player standpoint, I do the sets, of course, the mega patches, specific players. I will do um, Calgary flame, current roster players uh, and retired stars. So I, uh, right now, Flames, I'm doing um, Goudreau, Kachuk, Valimaki, Anderson, Shillington, Manjapani, and Dubé. Uh, so those are the specific players. Um, as far as other Flames cards, I'll do any player, any card that's got one of the two flag patches in it. Um, but as far as particular players go, I collect what goes into the base sets. So when I talk about the base set is I'll do, um, you know, I'll use, uh, use the cup as something that's, that's simple. So when I talk about the base set, I'll do, you know, the very base card. So one to, you know, I think they go to 50 um, and then the RPAs. So, those fall into the set category for me and not the specific player. So when I do all of those sets, I find myself chasing the same players that everybody is chasing, but for different reasons, I'm trying to finish the set and everybody's trying to get a Marner or a Matthews cup RPA or a McDavid cup RPA. And I'm chasing them just to finish the set. Um, yeah. But as far as specific players go, 
where I'm not doing the rest of the team or I kind of go off the beaten path as far as my PC goes and how I collect are very specific flame slayers. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. Dave Jones, welcome to the show. No problem that you're late. No problem, man. Just happy to have you. Jordan says, to both of us, Jay, what are your one to two recent additions to your collections that were most challenging for you to pick up? I mean, I don't really have an answer for that. Uh, Most challenging to pick up. It seems that there's no real, ah, I don't know, man. Nothing comes to mind. How about for you, Jay? I think Jay's on a short delay. Oh, challenging. Yeah, sorry. It, it seems clear okay. on my end. It's okay. Um, as far as challenging pickups, so as a Flames collector, the Flames are not a team that I would consider. There's lots of people outside of our local market that collect Flames players. But within the local market, you know, and of course a couple of guys uh, outside, you know, there's there's a you know there's a a really big Kachuk collector in Quebec and. You know, there's a few guys spread out, uh, but within the local market, there's a there's a handful of very, very hardcore flames collectors. So, or challenging cards when a when a nice rare, nice patch, or a short print, or even a one on one flames card comes up, those are always challenging. They're always challenging for me because there's a lot of really great collectors um, that are trying to get the same type of cards that I'm getting. Um, but recent one or two additions, I recently picked up my fourth Matthew Kachuk, um, one of one auto shield, uh, that's on its way to me from, uh, from Com C. So that was a recent pickup. I don't have it in hand yet, but I was able to, uh, I was able to make the deal. I, I actually, Matthew Lee made the deal for me when I was in the hospital, oh. worked that deal and found the card and. Knew I was uh, knew I was out of commission for for a little while, so he uh, he picked the card up and sort of facilitated when uh, when I was in the hospital. And uh, geez, another one. Uh, I don't want to go too far back, but I also was able to pick up the uh, Valamaki Exquisite Rookie Auto Auto Shield not too long ago, so that was a pretty big pickup for me. Nice man. Well, congrats on those pickups. Uh, Peep says, "How would you feel about a Tops Project Twenty Twenty type release for hockey cards?" Yeah, I would love it, peeps. I would be. I would love it. I love the you know, and, and I like the 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 Lemieux theme, the Eiserman theme, the Gretzky theme, going all the way back to the '54 tops, Gordy Howe, the Bobby Hall. I mean, yeah, I'd love it. I, I'd buy them. I'd complete. I I I'd do the set. I'd collect all 400 cards probably, unless there were some artists whose art I just didn't like, which was the case for me with the baseball tops product. But I'd be all over it for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I'd be into it. Uh, Jordan says construction on the new Flames Arena is set to start in August. What are your thoughts on the project? Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I think it's great, but um, I I don't know. I don't know how necessary it really is for me. I mean, I think it's we're kind of following what happened up in Edmonton. They built the what is one of the most state of the art sports facility in the world right now. So it's almost like we're trying to keep up with the Joneses, but. Um, I don't know. I, I'm neither here nor there. I'm, I, I like going to watch games in the Saddle Dome. Jay, what do you what do you think about this uh, the new arena they're building here? I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Jeremy. I, I enjoy going to the dome. I think this project is more. Um, I think it goes beyond just hockey. I think the, I think the 
the city feels it's missing out on a lot of concerts and other stuff that takes place in arenas and, you know, uh, the world juniors refusing to play games and in the saddle dome because it's too outdated and doesn't work anymore. I think it's, you know, I think it's more, there's a combination of things. We need a facility that fits more people for revenue and the gate. And, and I get that, you know, I, I've been to Edmonton and, and seen a couple of games and it is it's an amazing venue, but I remember, you know, growing up in Montreal, going to the forum and watching a hockey game and you have that intimacy that comes yeah. with an old barn uh, yeah. and the saddle dome is very much like that. Yeah. I and mean, the atmosphere in the building is, is amazing. And, you know, yeah, the concourse isn't great. It's pretty small and tight. And, you know, I think they, they want to get some more revenue by, by concessions and bigger concourses. And I, I get it. I get why they want to do it. You know, I'm, I could take it or leave it, you know, yeah. if they decided to not go forward with it and we ended up going back to the dome, I'd be happy with that too. Okay, Jay. Um, here's a question. I want. I'm. I'm going to put this question up for you. You think about it for a second. Even even grab grab it if it's around. A hockey guy wants to know what's your favorite non flames PC card. So if you if that comes to mind, uh, think about it for a second while I address a couple of other comments here. Uh, the big unit says first live stream with Sports Cards Live. We're saying, hey, welcome to the first live big unit. Happy to have you. Com C Berries here. Dennis Gurianov scored 20 goals and led the Stars in goals, yet was 19th on the team in average ice time. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's weird from a coaching perspective, Barry. You, you, I would look for that to turn around this year ahead. Uh, Dave Archer, Jay, what's your favorite 90s insert set? So, Jay, a couple questions for you. Your favorite 90s insert set and your favorite non-Flames PC card. Are you ready to answer either of those questions? Go ahead. Um, okay, so my favorite favorite non flames PC card is uh, is also my favorite card in my collection is my Bobby Orr rookie card. Um, so I got that card when I was nine or ten years old, uh, and I got it by cutting my neighbor's grass for an entire summer, um, which is a lot of work. You know, it wasn't cut it when I felt like it; it was cut it when he felt like it. So I worked a lot that summer to get that card uh, and I've had it ever since. Uh, and it is, it, it's always been my favorite card just, you know, for how I got it, how old I was when I got it. Um, and the fact that I was able to hold on to it for as long as I've had it. So that's for sure my favorite card. And what's my favorite nineties insert set, man. How is that for a question? Don Russ doubled. Amish Dave Donruss double. I was looking at some Gretzky's today. I don't know, from that I don't know what my favorite, my favorite nineties insert set is. That's well, okay. We'll keep going. Evolve rental says, does Jay, Jay, do you have Panini prime colors or just upper deck mega patches? I don't know if you can hear me right now. Jeremy, buy a case of pro set. No, I've just mega patches. No, me I never, I never got into I can I can hear you. Yep. Okay, you're you're on a delay, Jay. Jay, you're on a delay. I want if you can hear me, I want you to go out of the studio altogether and come back in through the link. All right. Go out and come back in through the link, please. Okay, so Jay hopefully heard that and we'll come back in through his link and we'll we'll maybe he'll catch up to us here. Charles says, Jay, and a serious question, by the way. Oh, wait. Oh, he was there. Now he's gone again. Let's see if he comes back. 
Do you buy from the meat dealer at the Toronto Expo? I think he's a legend. I don't know that Jay's been to the Expo. Can't remember if he's ever been there. Jesse, oh, lots of questions for Jay. I love it. I guess I asked for them. You guys are putting them up there, and now we're having trouble with him. So um, let's see if he can. he's not back yet. So hopefully he comes back in a minute here. Lots of questions for Jay. I love it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Did you grade the ore? Oh, here he is. He's coming back. Let's see. Sorry, guys. Okay. Jay, can you hear me? Oh, I wish he said yes. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Okay. Okay. So you're a little bit behind, but that's okay. Let's uh let's just keep on I going. I did say yes. Okay. Jay, have you ever been to the expo? Ooh, this delay is gonna really start to annoy me, guys. This delay is not gonna work for me much longer. So Give me your suggestions in the comments, guys. What should we do with Jay for the rest of the evening? Should we, because I think, I just think his internet connection is not going to hold up here, guys, unfortunately. So we have a couple options. We have a couple options here, guys. Is there somebody in the, is there somebody in the chat that wants to come on and join me for the balance of the episode and we'll let Jay work it out and maybe come back as well? If there is, make a comment and I will share the link with you and you can come in here. Let me know if anybody wants to come join and we'll just uh, ask him to show off big cards. That's a good point. Uh, that's a good point, Native Card Guy. Jay, can you hear me right now? No, he doesn't have his earphones in. And we've lost him. We've lost him. Go to a sp- Yeah. Thanks for the suggestions, guys. This happened once before, and uh, and then I think it was uh, Carlos and Bobby Burrell came on and kind of saved the day. That's when we had Stephen LaRoche on the show, and his connection just wasn't good either. So I guess we're here on episode about 100 or so between the regular show and after hours, and this is the only, second, only the second time. So I'm going to answer the questions that came in for Jay, and we'll see if he can come back. So, Charles, I do not buy meat from the meat guy at, at, at Expo, but I can smell it. I can smell it throughout. Jesse says, Jay, when COVID passes, you should have some fellow Flames fan over to see your car. Okay. So Jay is now back on his phone. Jay, can you hear me on your phone? Can you hear me on your phone, buddy? Can you hear me better now, Jeremy? Not better, but I hear you. Hearing you is what's important right now. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Are we on the same timeline here? Jay, I need you to say something. Jeremy, is this working any better? Well, it's working, but I can't tell if you hear me or not. Can you hear me, Jay? Jeremy, is this working any better? <laughs> Big echo, guys. Okay. So, Jay, no, it's not working any better. It's not working any better. Okay, so I'm just going to keep on going here. Uh, Evolve, I love my Flames Prime colors with half the Alberta flag. Yes, those are really cool. No doubt I like them as well. Uh, Legion, Jay, what do you think of manufactured mega patches? I don't think they do manufacture. So Legion, a mega patch is a specific a specific um, like insert set, if you will. I don't think there's they do manufactured mega patches. I think other patches are manufactured, but not the actual mega patches from Premier. Okay, I'm going to try to bring Jay on one more time. Jay, are you with me? 
You're not really with me, are you? Okay, David G, my three-year-old was all over my cards this morning. There's a fine line between happy your son is interested in freaking out. Yeah, it's mostly freaking out because of condition, Dave. But he's still not even two, so it's not interest as much as it's he's I mean, he came in and grabbed a pack of sticky notes and walked around with this for half an hour this morning, gleaming, gleaming with pride. So it doesn't really matter what it is. JR, the JR Exotic says, Jay, will you ever post your patch collection online? Would be helpful for other collectors who are looking for certain pieces that will or will not move out of your collection. Yeah, I wonder if you would do that. But we can't ask him right now because he's not with us at the moment. So I'm going to try and carry this myself. Rich, how do you order the cards? <laughs> Jay's not here to answer, but let's guess. I'm going to guess the way they look the best. PLJ, long time no see. Any mega patch piece that you prefer over others? For me, I prefer the sickest ones. Not a huge fan of the numbers patches, but the sickest ones for sure. This is weird. I'm answering questions from guys. I apologize, but help, help me get through this. Support me in this. Support me in this. Hockey guy. Jay, do you have anyone holding cards hostage from you? That's a good question, right? That's an issue. That's an issue. People know you're collecting something. They may hold it hostage from you. I don't know that I've had that happen, but you never know. Probably have. JR, good evening to you as well. Rich, what do you believe? What do you do to deter the dust problem? Yeah, that's a great question. When you have your cards out like that, they're gonna get dusty. I don't know what Jay does about it, but I don't even do. I don't do anything for mine behind me. I should probably get out and dust that shell, those shelves off pretty soon. Hockey, hockey. Upper deck only goes back to 1990s. If they did something similar to Project 2020, it would be a bust. Yeah, but I wonder if Tops could do it. I wonder if Tops owns any of their old images still. You got to think they do. You know, so Peachy that was bought by Upper Deck, not Tops. So I could see Tops doing it, but do they have the license to do it? Yeah, that's where that's they probably couldn't do it. Goes on to say, government funding stadiums is an example of capitalism, just being socialism for the rich. Hockey, hockey. Let's keep the politics uh, off of my show. Okay, Native Card Guy got rid of my Calgary ticket booklet last year. Wish I hadn't. Yeah, those are cool. Sweat equity in the Bobby Orr, right, peeps? He, had, he built up sweat equity in his Bobby Orr. Anyone else have a similar story to that where he actually had to sweat to earn a card? I mean, I used to do chores around the house to get allowance so I could go buy cards at the corner uh, drugstore at the, at, the, at the pharmacy. And they used to carry the Opeaches and the Tops basketball, baseball, all that back in the 80s. Native Card Guy's favorite 90s instrument set was the hologram set. Yeah, the original for sure. I wonder if he created a Zora Terry. Can't speak to it. Don't know. Maybe he'll let us know. Amish Dave, I got you got the stubble Gretzky. Stay away from Brodeur. I got the Gretzky already, Dave. I'm I'm gonna go, but buddy, I'm sorry to let you down. I'm gonna go for a Brodeur one of these days. I will. There's a couple guys in that set I don't need, but overall, it's a pretty cool looking set. You got Paul Coffee on the Whalers in there too, which I have already. Jordan Reischer says, are there any products from the 90s or early 2000s that were discontinued, which you would love to see brought back? Yeah, well, yeah, but it's impossible. Topps Heritage Hockey was one of my favorites from the early 2000s. And uh, boy, would I love to see that back. But there's, uh, you know, Topps doesn't have a license. Native jersey, native card guy, uh, no, you cannot have the jersey behind me. I am sorry. And we're giving, yeah, thanks for the advice for Jay. Jordan Reischer would be happy to join me. Okay, so Jordan, I am going to, and you're the first person I saw. So if anybody else mentioned that, I'm going to apologize. But Jordan, if we, are we friends on Facebook? Are we friends on Facebook? Let me see. I do not see you coming up in my Facebook. So what I will do instead is, oh, wait, Jay's trying to come back. 
Jay is trying to come back. Let's see. Jay. Is this any better? Yeah, well, let's see. Do you hear me? I do hear you. Okay. Okay. Tilt your screen so I can see. Tilt your screen towards you so your head is higher up so I can see your face because I have my camera in front of my monitor. There we go. Okay. So, Jay, we're just going to pick up where I just left off. Thank you, Jordan, for offering. Thank you, Charles, for offering. Thank you, uh, Native Card Guy, for offering. Adam Bailey says, Expo is going to be jammed when it's a go just wall to wall. I hear you, man. It's going to be crazy. I cannot wait for that to happen. Peep says, Jeremy, do you buy meat from any other, from any vendor at Expo? No, I do not. There is one, there's one vendor at the Expo who's known for selling his, the meat, like literally like pepperoni sticks and you smell it everywhere. People buy it, walk around eating it. And it's like on their breath. It's, it's, a, it's almost offensive. But Jay, the question was asked earlier. Do you go to Expo? First of all, yes or no? Have you been? I, I don't. No. Nope. You don't. I don't go. Um, yeah, it's there not uh, not because I have anything against it. I mean, I, I think just like everybody else, I think it's great. It's always been it's always been a time a time thing for me. Um, trying to find the time to get out there um, is uh, is challenging. Um, I'm a, I'm a small business owner. Um, and I also manage the business. So finding the time to get away at the time that the expo is normally held is, has, has been really difficult for me. Well, hopefully you can make it out there at an upcoming expo. You'll, you'll love it. And then you'll, you'll find a way to get there in the future after that. I got to think, um, Native Car Guy says this year there will not be any Supreme patches. What's your thoughts on that? I wasn't I wasn't aware of that. So SP Game used no Supreme patches this year. That's that's news to me. But hey, it, it is what it is, right? I guess Upper Decks maybe mixing things up on that brand, which people are always asking for newness and innovation, and maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they figure it's run its course. But um, I know there's some loyal collectors out there of Supreme patches, which is like basically half the card is a patch. Okay. Big unit says hockey card prices will explode when Starstock finally takes submissions. I mean, that's a that's that's like a big load of sort of uh I don't know responsibility on Starstock when it comes to hockey card prices. Hockey card prices have exploded. I I don't see it. You big unit. I I, I just don't see it. I don't see that. Well, maybe on some maybe on some of the current young players. Yeah, I mean maybe you know you're probably right. You're probably right. Some rookie cards will explode when those players play well. So, yeah. Sorry, I had to kind of think that through because, you know, we talked earlier with Dr. Beckett tonight that uh, Starstock is a very niche uh, platform for just rookie cards. And and really, it, it's mostly, I believe, used for the commodity-type rookie cards, which young guns are. So if they could just get the young guns on there, I could see their, I could see your, you being right, uh, big unit, and there being more demand for young guns because – People will want to buy and sell them during the games. That's what Starstock's built for. So interesting take, man. I hadn't thought of that, but uh, thanks for uh, kind of challenging us with that one. Amish Dave says, I've got the Brodeur stubble, so I can allow that. Thank you, Amish Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah, I want the Pavel Bure and the Lemieux too, for sure. There's an Iserman in that set. I think I have that one already. Jordan, Jordan, friend me on Facebook if you can. Just send me a friend request. So next time this happens, we can we can get you on. Uh, I bet the Beret doesn't have stubble. Yeah, he was a bit of a baby face for sure. Uh, Cardboard King wants to know, when is Cup set to be released? Cup is set to be released. I think they said February 24th was what I originally heard. 
Jay, have you heard anything to corroborate that or anything different? At end of yeah, end of February, as far as I know, I, is it going to get pushed back? Maybe you know, it might get pushed back. I would say, I if you were betting on it, bet for March, end of February. You know, first couple of weeks of March. Yeah, uh, Native Car Guy says March. Okay, uh, Fowl Fiveball did body work on a truck for a '69 Jackson rookie card. That would be the Reggie Jackson rookie card, I believe. Yes, which I used to have until I sold mine earlier this year. I had a PSA eight, which I sold, and of course I'm regretting it. And it's tough, you know. You sell some, you sell cards sometimes to make room for others, and then you're like, why did I sell it? It's like I should have just found found different money instead of a card to to sell. But hey, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it. Card working. I don't know if anyone knows exactly when Cup is coming out, but I think we've narrowed it down a little bit here for you. Uh, uh, Jeremy, what's the highest graded Gretzky you have? Well, if you're talking about his rookie card, I have his tops rookie in the PSA nine, and my my highest Opeachy is a PSA eight. But I have a few PSA tens from his from other cards. Uh, but you know, there's several of those. Okay, Jordan, thank you, Jeremy and Jay. When do you expect to change? Sorry, what do you expect to change most in the hobby from 2020 to 2021? Jay, can you uh, do you have any thoughts on that yourself? Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of a cooling off. Um, you know, I, not necessarily because there's going to be a decrease in demand or, or that there's some catastrophic breakdown that's going to happen. I mean, I, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are fundamentally scared of this bubble to burst. Um, but I think 2020 has just been so, so many people have, you know, with uh, with COVID and being at home and just looking for something to do, I think it got a lot of new people into the hobby, and you know, sort of reinvigorated some people that might have left for a couple of years and cooled them off. So I think it it's more a product of 2020 being extraordinary um, more than anything else. But it, I think it'll, I you know, I think it'll cool down a little bit. But I think it's still going to be a great year for the hobby. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's going to be similar to 2020 i think some people will just uh man i I, actually i think it might be bigger because because of what i talked about with uh jim beckett earlier tonight the whole fomo thing i think a lot of people are feeling like you got to get cards now before they go up and 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 if we if if the hobby continues to feel that way cards are going to keep going up because people are going to continue to put money into them so that's that's demand demand more demand means higher prices so as long as people have that that kind of fear in them, they're going to keep on buying, I think, and cards are going to continue to go up in value. But I don't like to prognosticate too much into the future because I'm always wrong when I do this. So I just want to let it happen and, and just ride the wave and enjoy it, um, even though it is fun to, to speculate on it. I want to go back in time, Jay, because there were a couple of good questions when we were having technical difficulties. Uh, JR, JR Exotic says, uh, will you ever post your patch collection online? It might be helpful for other collectors that are looking for certain pieces that will or will not move out of your collection. What do you, what do you have to say to that? Um, so yeah, that is, that's actually a great question. Um, and there's a couple of things I want to touch on with that. Um, I'm in the process of, of getting, um, a lot of my collection onto a platform that can be shared virtually so people can get in. Uh, and see what I have and and kind of enjoy it on the mega patch side that is uh, it's a difficult task for a couple of reasons one just based on volume 
taking that amount of pictures um, and the sorting involved, you know, to sort by player and team uh, logistically is really complicated. Um, but I am working on doing something like that. And I think the biggest part to your, to your question is the amount of patches that I have, mega patches that I have. Uh, I absolutely have stuff that, uh, that collectors are looking for for specific players and teams to finish their sets um, and stuff that they might be working on. Um, and uh, a year ago, maybe eight months ago, I actually made the decision to stop collecting chest patches. Uh, and the reason being is, um, you know, I'll try and make a long story short, but when I got into collecting mega patches the first year, 2000. 14, um, there were not a lot of guys that were collecting them. The, the hobby in the market was not very responsive to them. Um, so I started getting huge numbers of these, of these chest patches and started collecting all of these stuff, uh, all of these patches and different kinds of sleeves and the chest patches, uh, you know, at the height of it, I had well over a thousand of them. I, I don't know what the, what the final number was, but uh, it had gotten to a point where over the years, you know, having gone into the fourth release of, of Premiere uh, and the Mega Patch, that there were a lot of collectors that had, had gotten into it. And I found that what was happening was my collection was really starting to get in the way of other people's collections. Um, and I had cards that were, that were really meaningful to them and, and wanting to complete their sets. And I made the decision to to move my chest patches uh, to give those collectors a chance to find those cards and, and try and finish off those sets. Um, so as it relates to, to my mega patch collection is that aside from my flame stuff, there's very few, there's very few mega patch cards uh, that I wouldn't move to somebody that was looking to finish the set. Uh, my, my philosophy has always been on that. Uh, as a collector is that all, all I ask for is just that is a similar mega patch and trait. So if I've got a, you know, a Kuznetsov shoulder patch that somebody's trying to finish off a set for, um, and they reach out to me, I'll absolutely move that card. I'm, and I just ask them to find me a, a similar mega patch, a, a similar shoulder mega patch for a different player. And I'll work the trade that way. That's so awesome. it's, a, it's, it, it's really an effort I really try my best to not get in the way of, of somebody else's collection just so that I have a specific card. That that's an amazing gesture, man, that you made to uh, really to, to, to dispose, well, to make those cards available from your collection to make other collectors happy. You don't hear many stories like that in the hobby. You hear, I mean, sometimes you do. There, there is generosity in the hobby, but more often I'm used to hearing about people hoarding cards you know, to keep them from other people. And you're doing the exact opposite. Very inspiring way to lead by example. I'm, I'm surprised I've, o I've only learned of this about you right now for the first time. I wish I knew about this earlier. I would have been talking about it and trying to get it out there for other people to, to hear about. So I just lost Jay. I don't know if the rest of you guys did, but I don't see him anymore. He's spinning in the, uh, in the back room there. So we'll uh, hope he comes. I'm going to take him out for a minute and hope uh, that his... His uh, connection uh, gets better here uh, in a few seconds. I'll keep my eye on that down in the corner there. 
And I was just going to ask him, uh, Rich, your question about how he orders them. So we'll try and come back to that. I'm going to go to the end of the comments here to see what you guys are all talking about. Uh, let's see here. Hockey Hockey says, if the bubble bursts, hockey will be the last to feel the effects. Similarly, how hockey was the last to feel the effects of the boom. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Hockey Hockey. I, I do. And like 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 Dr. Beckett said earlier, hockey has a, a, a very large group of very committed uh, and loyal collectors that aren't just going to go away because the hobby, because the values of their cards uh, decrease. That's not going to chase away hockey collectors. So we're kind of, I think, and I, I put myself in that group. We're in it for the long haul a lot of the time. So that, that's an astute comment, hockey, hockey. Peep says 20 with 21 smells bigger to me. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it as well. I can see it for sure. Cardboard King, the Lafreniere buzz is real. He's going to do so much for hockey, the hockey card market this year. I hope so. I hope so. That'd be great. I mean, I'll, I'll settle for his SP Authentic Future Watch Auto when it comes in. And um, that'll 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 kind of be how he's represented in my personal collection. And it's probably going to cost more than I've ever had to pay for one before. But that's just the way the hobby goes. Cardboard King, I'm comparing Lafreniere to the Mario. Yes, that talented and that smart. His vision is unbelievable. That's something we got to see. We we need to see that on the NHL ice. See if Lafreniere really is all he's cracked up to be playing in the NHL against grown men versus in junior. Uh, where he dominated, but let's see him play in the NHL against, you know, re, you know, mature, experienced uh, NHLers. Uh, Jay, I'm, I want to go back to a question we had for you, which came in a little while ago from Rich, and I'm scanning, looking through all the comments for it. So did I find it here? Yes, I did. Right here, Jay. He says, how do you order the cards on those shelves? Is it alphabetical as they come in or some other system? Uh, they're sorted by team. Um, so I'll put them in by team, by player, uh, and get as many of the cards with the, with the sets as I can. Uh, as I add to it and pick cards up with how tight the display is, sometimes I got to move, you know, 15 or 20 cards around to find a different configuration so that the set or the, you know, the players patches are together as much as possible. So there's some shuffling that happens with that. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Right here, Kickdown says, nice scans organized into albums on Flickr is extremely underrated. Free tool for collectors to use and display their collection. Yeah, there, there used to be Photo Bucket was the popular one up until a few years ago. Flickr is very popular. I just use my Dropbox for pictures and I can kind of retrieve them on my phone whenever I want or send someone a link if they need, you know, for whatever. Uh, but yeah, Flickr is high. Flickr is very popular. Underrated. I didn't really know it was underrated because I know a lot of people that use it. But thank you, uh, Kickdown, for uh, for bringing it to our attention. And anyone who's out there, check out Flickr uh, to share your your images of your personal collection or your inventory, your your traders even. Cardboard King says Lafreniere is the next Mario. And then Native Car Guy jumps in and says, I believe he will not be the player for a few years that the hype around him has made it out to be. But a few years from now, yeah. See, that's interesting because. You know, Crosby was that player right away. McDavid was that player right away. Austin Matthews, to a degree, was that player right away. But after that, it's very rare for a player to come in at 18 or 19 years old and, and really dominate or, or be the best player on his team or, or change his team from a, a loser to a contender. I've heard that Lafreniere is going to come in and make a difference right away. And that's very encouraging for people that are buying his young guns and his high gloss and all these cars right now. 
So we'll have to see what happens and whether a native card guy is right or if uh, the people who are investing in his cardboard are right, uh, who may have a, a more of a shorter term horizon for their holding. But if you're just collecting and you need the card for your set, then it doesn't matter. Eventually, he will come into his own, I believe. Uh, Charles, will there ever be an old hockey card scented car air freshener? Dude, you're not even old enough to drive, but, uh, that's, you know, that's an interest. That's a good question. That'd be fun. That's fun to think about. Thank you, JR. Always a man. JR is a local guy here. Trader night guy. I miss seeing him at trader nights. I miss trader nights. Here we go. Jordan has a question for us. Jay, how many hours per day would you say you spend on the hobby in one way or another? I'm embarrassed to say me, Jay, how many, how many hours a day do you spend on the hobby? <sighs> two to three hours a day chump change chump change you're not even you're barely in the hobby at two to three hours a day i'm just kidding i'm 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 substantially higher than that and a lot of it is simply scrolling through facebook groups scrolling through instagram scrolling through ebay uh twitter all it's like all my social media is hobby none of it is really like there's very little personal life social media that i do and it's just easy to flip through your phone. So I, I'm more than two to three hours a day. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Oscar Dad says, as a newbie hockey collector, what which piece is the chest patch on the jersey? Well, you see that logo right there? That That's the old Jets logo. That would be the chest patch on this other jersey here. That's the back. But the front has their logo. So he's talking about the the main logo of the team's logo on the front of the jersey is what we're talking about when we talk about a chest patch. And when Upper Deck did their mega patches in the premier set, they they denoted on the card where that piece came from. Was it a shoulder patch? Was it a chest patch? Was it a name bar? Was it the, the number on the sleeve, the number on the back? They did a really nice job of letting you know what it was. So that's what that was all about. Uh, Adam Passmore is curious as to what type of small business Jay owns. Jay, do you want to talk at all about what you do for a living? Yeah, I'm in the uh, I'm in the car business. There you go. Jay's in the car business. Uh, to what? To, in what capacity, Jay? I mean, that 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 could, are you a manufacturer? Are you a seller? Are you a collect? How do you? Uh, what do you do in the car business? I I own two car dealerships. I own uh, I own one in Calgary and one in Kelowna. Okay, so he's a car dealer. Very cool. Very cool. Um, Cardboard King says uh, Lafreniere will have an instant impact this year. I say he scores at least 35 and ends up with around 80 points. Now, keep in mind, we're in a shortened season. This is not an 82-game schedule. I think it's a 56-game schedule. So I'm going to say he won't score 35 and get 80 points in a shortened season, Cardboard King, but I would not. I would think that would be extremely reasonable for him or possible for him uh, in, a, in a normal season. We'll just see if Jay comes back. Hockey Hockey says, I'm not looking to trade, but hopefully nobody tries to rip Jay off when asking for a trade. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully no one does. Joseph P, you're all in on hockey right now. Well, that's wicked. Welcome to hockey, buddy. If you weren't, I mean, if you're new, if you're not new, uh, then, you know, welcome to being all in on hockey. I'm, uh, I am too, pretty much. So welcome, welcome. Legion says, final tally on 2020. Tops released a total of 90 baseball sets between online, hobby, and retail. That's a lot of sets. That's a lot of sets to put out there, but... You know, there's something for everybody, hopefully. And um, and I don't follow baseball cards closely whatsoever, uh, modern, like new stuff. But uh, but I'm sure if I did, I'd find something among those 90 sets that I would enjoy collecting. You got to think. Facebook user who I'm not sure of. 
If you want to go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook and click that big blue button, we'll uh, we'll know who you are. But he says, with uh, Martin's latest listings, we've seen numerous records. I think he's talking about Jason Martin from Martin Sports, located in Guelph, Ontario, with a big eBay store who's been having some amazing cards listed right now. Uh, he's always got amazing cards. But it says, Sittler 25,000, for instance. Will this be the new standard or a blip? Yeah, I think we're t- we're into new standard territory. And I know it's hard for some to comprehend, but I-, I do think we're into some new standard territory where we're seeing the foundation of the hobby being so much stronger than it's ever been. And, uh, and with that comes higher prices. And I think that, you know, while we will see a leveling off, we will see peaks and valleys in the hobby as the, ho- the history of the hobby has always provided us. Um, I, I just don't know. That, I, I think that the floor is a lot higher than it's ever been. I, I definitely think that. Uh, LG, I'll put in a good word for Weebly for organizing your card. Another online service, Weebly, for organizing your card collection to share with your friends, family, and fellow hobbyists. Jordan says, if Crosby and Ovechkin retired today, where would they rank amongst all-time greats? Uh, I want your opinion. I'm going to go first, though, and I'm going to say... It goes like this. Gordie Howe, Bobby Orr, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby. And right beside Sidney Crosby, in my mind, is Alexander Ovechkin. Like, right there with him. They are they're different players, different careers. They've had different accolades, all that, different personalities. But to me, I see Crosby and Ovechkin being tied forever, hobby-wise, because they came into the league together. Uh, and... They're both among the greatest of all time, and in my opinion, in my opinion, they're you know, you can they they follow that line, and then McDavid comes next, and then we there's no one else uh, really, to me there's no one else that fits in there. There are a bunch of guys who are close, like Maurice Richard, like uh, Bobby Hull, Gila Fleur, uh, you know Steve Eiserman, Connor McDavid. There are other amazing players along the way, but to me, Crosby and Ovechkin. Fall in line of Gordie Howe, Bobby Orr, Wayne Gretzky, Marilyn Mew, Crosby Ovechkin. That's that's my take. I respect them that much. Jay, where, where anything different? Any any take on that? I, I I think you're bang on. Wherever I don't know if I have Mario Lemieux as high as you do. Um, I mean, I think uh, without the injuries, had he held up a little bit better, I think I'd put him in there. But I do agree. Wherever they fit in there, they're together. I have Crosby ahead of Ovechkin, but Ovechkin right behind him. Yeah, same here, same here. Hockey Hockey says Lafreniere is a winger, and even if he was a center, no chance he could be the next Mario, and that is no disrespect to Lafreniere. I mean, I have no problem with that comment except for the words no chance. Uh, I got to say there's a chance. I got to think there's a chance. I mean, players develop at different uh, rates, at different points of their lives. There could be a chance, but maybe it's unlikely. Uh, Native card guy, six to eight hours a day. I'm at it now with no work till spring. Yeah, if if you're if you got time on your hands, it's all hobbies a great way to spend your time. So good on you for putting into something that's at least uh, you know something that's fun and you know is then you know keeps you out of trouble. That's what that's what I've always said. My 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 parents well you know keeps you out of trouble. Hockey, hockey, how do you guys balance continuing to educate yourselves professionally and spending time on the hobby? You have to. In my line of work, I, I work I work in a professional sort of capacity as a, a CPA slash chartered accountant slash uh, 
finance guy and I, I'm required by my by my professional organization to keep my to do my professional uh, uh, credit hours I need every year I need I need I need to do that and report back that I've done it so you, you just have to and a lot of times when you're in a job like like I have if you're like a lawyer accountant any sort of professional uh, uh, line of work I guess you could say you have to keep up so you just find the time and like I, you know if you work a 40 hour type of work week sort of thing, you're just by working, you're, 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 you are somewhat keeping yourself up to speed. Um, at least in my line of work, I, I do. Jay, how, how about you? How, how do you balance, uh, you know, kind of keeping on top of, of your business and, and the hobby itself? Is it just priorities? Um, I think, uh, you know, the hobby I, I, I do on, on my own time. I have, you know, certain times of the day where, um, I devote to the hobby and, and getting on to social media and, and seeing what's going on and catching up on some content that I may not have been able to catch live. Um, so I got very specific times where, um, you know, that are devoted to, to the hobby. Um, as it comes to, as it comes to work uh, in my line of business, um, you know, the education for, you know, where I'm at in my career right now is just trying to figure out, you know, what is the market doing and, and what can I do uh, for my employees to make sure that they've got the tools that they need to make the best of what's going on. So, you know, not, you know, not unlike a lot of small businesses right now, it's just trying to figure out, you know, what the market uh, is looking like and, and how my business fits into it and just getting my, my staff, the opportunities, tools, you know, support that they need to, to make the best of what's going on. Yeah. Priorities basically. So yeah, good stuff, man. Swervin Irvin says Tavares also had a great first year in the NHL. If Toronto had some defense, we'd be hearing more about him than we do. Yeah, he sure did. And, you know, he was poised uh, to be one of the, you know, a great, great player and he's not a poor player. He just was uh, kind of hidden away on on the New York Islanders for a while who aren't, you know, not, I mean, they've had success, but they're not a, a team that gets a ton of hobby love. But, uh, but now he's in Toronto and, um, you know, you got to think though, if he was that great, he would be scoring enough goals, setting up enough goals that they would win enough games that they, that they could win enough games six, four and, uh, and, and like have the goal scoring make up for the lack of defense. They have a great goalie. But yeah, their defense has been suspect. And it just got, I mean, as a Flames fan, I can tell you, it just got more suspect with the addition of, uh, of TJ Brody, who is the guy that gave me uh, heart palpitations for many years. He would have a great game, and then he would just be horrible for many more games after that. That was my take on TJ Brody. So you guys can have him in Toronto. I'm glad he's not on our team anymore. He's your problem now. Uh, Native Card Guy has a bet for 50 bucks that Lafreniere has 15 points or less. I will take the other side of that bet as well. I'll bet, I, bet, I would bet he has 15 points or more. Lee Haskins says, do you think that new young hobby people will disregard vintage cards? And will that mean vintage cards will lose value over time? Uh, this, is a, this is a really important question. I think the answer is yes. I think, I think new hobby people will disregard it because a lot of them want to collect players that they're watching. We're seeing it with basketball right now. We're seeing what's happened there. But what then happens is people get the cards they want and then they start looking back in time and they realize there's value in vintage. So I don't think the vintage overall will lose value over time, but I think some will. But the the best players, the, the top tier Hall of Famers, 
will, I don't think will ever lose value ever. Like I think they'll remain relevant 200 years from now, but we'll forget about all the other guys because no one, no one that is alive will have seen them play or maybe care. But then I've seen, I've seen other side of the argument where, you know, there's all this footage on YouTube. You can go research any player you want and see them play. So is that going to drive people to collecting older players? I don't know. Jay, do you have a take on this? I think the, as far as vintage goes, I think the cards that, that have the value now are going to continue to, you know, increase in value. You know, the, the, the lesser name, lesser value vintage stuff, I think just with time is, you know, I, even right now we're in a time where people don't really want that stuff. That I think, yeah, is going to lose, lose some value, but you know, I think the the stuff that's really popular now and the and the stuff that's gaining in value and and you know is sought after, I think is always going to be that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kickdown mentions like Magic Bird. I mean, those guys. I see them being relevant for a very very long time. Um, Native Card Guy says again, with all the new collectors coming into the hobby, I'm getting questions every day on which break groups they should get in, and we need a list. Yeah, I can't speak to break groups. Break groups is is just to me. I I don't I don't hobby that way, so I can't even speak about who to break with. I would just say go with someone reputable. Uh, ask your friends, like it seems like people are doing, and um, and have fun with it. If if that's uh, if that's how you if that's how you hobby, and I'm thankful for breakers because they released all the cards into the into the wild. The guys like me and Jay. Uh, you know that that we pursue, so it's great. But um, yeah, I don't know much. I don't know much about a list for that. But uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Hockey, hockey says I like this comment. New Zealand Lond is the head of Sidney Crosby for me. Okay, just so everybody who might not know, New Zealand Lond played. I mean, his rookie card is nineteen ten. He probably didn't play in in the twenties. I don't think he made it to the nineteen twenties. So. I mean, it's an interesting comment. Uh, you know, you could make an argument for Ve George Vesna, Howie Morenz, Eddie Shore. I mean, all, there's lots of pre-war guys. A lot of the pioneers of the sport were excellent, but let's face it, the game isn't even the same game anymore. Like, there's a there's there, there's a red line now. There was no there was no red line back in the day. There's all sorts of different things. Goalies weren't wearing masks. You can't even compare eras. But that's why I go back to Gordy Howe. When I go back and I talk about that trajectory of players, I start at Gordy Howe who played in the late 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and I believe the 80s as well. The guy played in like five or six different decades. Uh, Swerve Nervin says, you're forgetting Mike Bossy among the greats. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. He would be that next tier of player that I mentioned. Um, but underrated, I believe, in the hobby and a great rookie card from 1978. Uh, and, you know, one of the greatest goal. A lot of people would call him the best goal scorer of all time. I give that to Alex Ovechkin, but a lot, but I mean, I, I won't argue against Mike Bossy. I'll just kind of say, well, to me, it's Ovechkin, but you definitely get there. Jagger has to be on that list. Yeah. Jagger is one of those guys that, I mean, he's, he almost, <laughs> Jagger almost like, uh, sir, he, he's on, he's like a cultural phenomenon. This guy, I, I love Jagger um he's he's almost on that list yeah he's almost on that list the rocket is ahead of those two so terry you know says it with I, those two i think you're i don't know if you're talking about crosby and ovechkin uh, maybe you are um you say he is ahead of those two you know you, i don't I, I can't necessarily get behind an objective statement on a subjective discussion but um but I see, you know, the argument, I love Rocket Richard. To me, he's 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 right up there as well. 
Yager is one of, yeah, Yager is one of my favorites as well. His rookie card values will always be saddled by huge production numbers. Yeah, they will be compared to cards that have come before and cards that have come after, but his cards have done a lot lately. Like his Opeachy Premier PSA 10 went from being 80 to 100 bucks to 200 to now like five, six hundred dollars recently. So, yeah. Is Laffy a good number one pick for my fantasy draft tomorrow? I would not pick him first overall. Not a chance. McKinnon, number one. McKinnon is my pick if I have number one in our in our uh, sports cards live hockey pool. Jordan says, what are some of your favorite sports card YouTube channels besides this one, of course? Jordan, good question. So on my YouTube channel, I actually have a section on the page that is like, uh, I think it's called um, some of my favorite channels. I'll do, I'm looking at it right now. The personal finance dad, my buddy Dustin. Just hit over 6,000 subscribers. Congratulations to him. I like Dustin's channel. I really like uh, the House of Jordans, although they're kind of not doing much there anymore. Hobby Hotline. Um, be Carlos's channel because I'm Carlos. 90s B-Ball Cards. Vegas Fine 777. Baseball Card Collector Investor Dealer is excellent. Um, Victor Victor's channel, All Time Greats Blog is one I like. Cardboard Chronicles uh, is another one I like. Uh, Filmington is another one that I like. You can see them on my page. Um, those are some of my favorites. And there's a couple more that I just don't have uh, denoted there, but that I that I do enjoy watching, although they're not coming to mind right now at the time, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, there, there's several out there, Jordan. So scroll to the bottom of my page and you'll see the ones that I specifically uh, reference. Oscar Dad, is there anything either Crosby or Ovi that could do to move up even higher on the on a GOAT list? I mean, just more Stanley Cups, more, uh, well, Ovechkin, it's clearly if he can reach uh, Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal-scoring record, which he needs like 150 more goals or something like that. If he can do that, then he's then he's GOAT status right up there. Like, I don't know that he's up there with Gordie Howe, Bobby Orr, and Wayne Gretzky, but he's definitely up there on that next tier, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, Cardboard King says, Jeremy, do you think the Connor McDavid Young Guns is undervalued? And is it a good buy right now? I believe he will he will become what Gretzky meant to the American market really soon. Well, if you believe that, which and I'm not saying you shouldn't, um, like that card is, has made moves lately that I don't even know what it's doing right now. Like, what is it? And, and to me, the gauge is a PSA 10. So what is it, what is the McDavid rookie selling for in a PSA 10 right now? I just saw Crosby PSA 10s today are now selling for um Four, oh, like 5,500 Canadian, like four grand US plus, which shocked me. So I don't even know what McDavid is at right now. But if it's, I don't know, man, there's so many out there compared to the Crosby young gun and the Ovechkin young gun that um, I don't want to answer that question. I, I just don't know. I know I have one and I'm not selling it, I'm keeping it. So if that tells you anything. Jay, can do you collect these things? Can you speak to it, have an opinion on that at all? I have uh, I have one for my set. Um, I had uh, I had three of them after uh, after you know opening up my opening up my own product. I didn't have any of them graded. Uh, I sold the two raw ones you know last year at some point a year and a half ago. Um, I moved them to somebody that needed them, which is great. And whether or not they still have them, I don't know. Um, I would not say that it's undervalued. That's not the word that I would use. I think if you found a, a raw McDavid Young Gun right now that was in good shape, um, you know, and you could buy it 
uh, you know, and you know, get it for a, get it for a decent value. What is that? A, a raw young gun now? He's probably eight nine hundred bucks. I'm guessing something like that. I don't think you'd lose money on it. You know, I don't think you'd get you wouldn't get rich. Um, but I don't see his his rookie stuff dropping in value. A couple of things come to mind from that, Jay. Thanks for triggering them in my mind. The first one is that McDavid hasn't won any Stanley Cups, and he's not close to it either. Like the Oilers still kind of suck they have they're a two-player team really between mcdavid and dry okay ryan nugent hopkins is is a good second line or two but they're not a good team and they're not they're not cup worthy yet so he'll need to win a cup or a cup or more in order to get to the status of the goat you know Sidney crosby has stanley cups he's got the golden goal which is maybe you know my favorite highlight of his ever uh so the other thing, Native Card Guy makes a great point here. He says, McDavid, Young Gun will never hit the same level value as Gretzky because we have learned our lesson to keep our cards safe. I mean, that's an interesting, that's a somewhat relevant and interesting comment because we have. we There's very few Young Gun McDavid's that are the grade less than, say, a PSA 9. So, yeah, that's something to keep in mind as well when we're comparing cards from different eras too, for sure. Uh, I like Charles says, Lee Haskins, don't worry. I'll keep vintage hockey alive, which yeah, mm-hmm. Charles, we're, we're, you know, he's doing his, he's doing his part to keep, and he's a four, 14 years old and he's very interested in vintage hockey. So that's really cool. Every card becomes vintage over time. It's cyclical says Oscar dad. Yeah. It's something else to remember that, you know, I think that, if, you know, in the antiques world, anything over a hundred years is an, a hundred years old is an antique. I believe is sort of the definition in sports cards. It's different. We almost just kind of label an era. That was vintage, like anything up until, say, 1989, and then it's whatever after mm-hmm. that. But we've had discussions on the channel about this before and on other channels as well, especially Carlos's channel about this exact topic. Really interesting stuff. One of my favorite discussions to have, actually. So we won't get into it again tonight. But, um, yeah, you got you to kind of keep – It's a mo- it is somewhat of a moving target. I, I, w- I would agree with that. Jay, what is your greatest achievement as a set or a rainbow goes? Oh, that's a good question too. Um, as far as rainbows go, um, I think being able to finish, um, you know, I think being able to finish the Monaghan, Kachuk, Goudreau, Young Gun rainbows was uh, was a pretty big achievement. Um, you know, specifically the the Monaghan set had a had an exclusives one of one buyback. Um, that hit the market, you know, a little while ago, and that was a little bit tougher to track down. Uh, and a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, locally ended up with the card, and we were able to work a deal on it uh, to get that. Um, so those are, uh, you know, those are, I, I think, are as far as rainbows goes, are, are always tough to finish. Um, and you know, sets, uh, you know, sets are really tough to finish now. Even just base sets are, are really difficult to are really difficult to finish. Um, but any mega patch that you manage to get all the pieces to are, are huge achievements, uh, just based on the fact that every mega patch is a one of one. Um, so when you, when you, you know, when you're looking at getting a a single one of one and, and, you know, uh, the manufacturer releases the, the checklist and, you know, you go through and you be like, Oh, there's a, you know, there's a one of one for my favorite player. I want to try and get that card. You know, a lot of us will know how challenging that is. When you're talking about mega patches, if it's a six-card set, 
they're all one of ones. So you got to track down six one of ones to complete a six card set. So anytime I've been able to finish, uh, you know, a, a mega patch set is uh, is always a fairly big, fairly big achievement for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Very cool. Uh, Cardboard King says, I've recently got back into the hobby after being gone for 20 years. I started back up with modern and now I'm moving into vintage for the nostalgia factor. And that, that's exactly what I was kind of mentioning before. So kind of nice to see someone kind of corroborate that that approach. And that that's really the same thing with me. I started collecting the 80s, collecting, you know, the players of the day. And as I got older, I started going back in time. And, you know, uh, there's a bit, I think a lot of us as collectors, there's, there's a... a, a, a a group of us or some of you, you can be a collector, but you can also be a bit of a historian. You know, Bobby Burrell is kind of the, the, the historian of a well-known historian for vintage hockey. Um, and, you know, we are historians to a degree if you're collect if you're going back in time and, but not everybody has that in them. So, um, but if you do, you know, kudos to you. And I know Charles is definitely like that. So good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Uh, Cardboard King, the vintage card market will always be strong because of the scarcity and low pop counts. Yeah, people like scarce things. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, Big Unit says, worst internet connection is Dustin Personal Finance. Uh, Yeah, Dustin always opens up his live feeds by saying, hey, guys, we are 100% going to have technical difficulties tonight. So at least least he's managing expectations well. Um, Hockey, hockey, there were years, in my opinion, that Malkin played better than Crosby. Crosby better in his 30s than Malkin is. Fair comments. Lee Haskins, how many years do you think Ovechkin has left to get the goal score, the total goals record? Do you think it's better than 50% he can break the record? I don't think he's going to do it. I I never, since the since the hype started, I've never thought he would get there. Now, now the, the shortened season, two shortened seasons, it's even more challenging for him to get there, in my opinion. Uh Jay, do you think Ovechkin can get there? I don't think he gets there. Um, I just did, you know, I, does he, he needs 160 goals, 140. I, I, it's a fairly significant number. Um, he's going to take him. He needs, what does he need to be fair? At least four full seasons, you know, more likely five. Um, you know, at his age, what's happening with that team? I mean, they're talented now. But he's not getting, you know, he's not getting any younger. His supporting cast isn't getting any younger. Yeah. It, it just, he, he's, I think he's gotten significantly closer than anybody thought he was even going to get. So to do what he's done is amazing. To, Definitely. You know, to ask, you know, to try and figure out if he's going to get there. I mean, he's he's so close to a number that nobody ever thought anyone would ever get close to. So it's just an amazing achievement already. I I think he gets... You know, I think he gets close, but I, I just don't I just don't know that the team and him have the legs for him to get there. Yeah, I'm 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 very skeptical as well. Cardboard King says McDavid will be more than Crosby one day for sure. Bye bye bye. That's so that 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 comment just is exactly what I don't like in the hobby. Um the I, I maybe you're kidding, cardboard king, but that's just like you know that that that's so atypical for for my content, um, first of all, you don't know that he will be more than Crosby one day for sure. Lots of uh, lots of assumptions in there, and then the bye 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 is is yeah, not not really our style here. But um, but hey, you know if if you're if if you are putting your money where your mouth is, then good for you. And I, and I do wish you success with those with with those outlays. And um, the, you know the thing is that 
McDavid, number one, the print runs are a lot higher for the young guns anyway. Where when it comes to SP Authentic Future Watch Autos, and when it comes to the cup, they're they're on equal footing there. 99 copies, 999 copies. So, but when it comes to Young Gun, McDavid might be more than Crosby one day because when Crosby retires and McDavid's still playing, there will be more eyes on McDavid. So that could happen. But in the very long run, McDavid is three Stanley Cups, uh, golden goal, and you know, away from away from uh, from reaching Crosby levels. And his cards are much, the Young Gun is just much more plentiful as well. Uh, Richard says McDavid nine point fives went up five hundred dollars in a month. I'm surprised that's it. Should have gone up more based on what everything else has been doing in the last month. Carbor King says, Jeremy, he's only 24 and he's only getting better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But that doesn't mean that he's going to win Stanley Cups or, you know, he might, he'll win scoring championships. That's great. But, you know, to be remembered, you know, Marcel Dion, nobody collects Marcel Dion. You know, Dale Howarchuk, a guy I collect heavily, you know, thousand point man, but no cups, you know, there, there, there's guys that Gilbert Perot, you know, there's guy that's where McDavid may end up being one of those guys who just never wins a cup, but had a great career. Yeah. And, and that's going to hurt his, his, that's going to hurt his values down the road, like way down the road, like post retirement type of thing. Mm-hmm. Hockey hockey says, Jay, you sound like you are a set collector, which isn't common nowadays. Any thoughts on storing them in a climate controlled room? Um, yeah, I am. There, you're right. There's not that many set collectors left these days. Uh, climate controlled room. Uh, I use my roof card rooms in the basement, obviously, by design to, to not have the natural light. Um, I use. Uh, I'm you know fairly uh, fairly aware of the air and the environment down here. Like I use I use dehumidifiers outside of the room. I'm running all the time. Uh, to pull any dampness out of the air. I don't know that I'm prepared to to do a climate controlled room yet. I'm not saying it's never going to get there, but I think I uh, as far as the room goes, I think I've done everything that uh, that I can do to keep the uh, to keep the collection safe. There you go. Good good stuff. PLJ says the Pens won the cup, won cups in 16 and 17 being a 2 to 3 player teams. I wouldn't sleep on Edmonton. So two to three players, Crosby, Malkin, Marc-Andre Fleury, Chris Letang. So four players I got there, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple guys that were, you know, kind of better than Edmonton's third or fourth best player. But yeah, I'm not saying sleep on Edmonton. I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, and plus keep in mind, I'm also a Flames fan. They're our biggest rival. So it, it kind of brings me a little bit of joy to, uh, to think that they don't ever win a Stanley cup. But I just, I think that uh, when it comes to the Oilers, yeah, they, they need, I mean, the Oilers have had how many first overall picks in the last 10 years and they still can't get it together. Um, I don't know. I think, I think moving forward though, they will improve. They have good management. Now they had horrible management for so long. So yeah, don't sleep on the Oilers, but you know, just be prepared that he may not ever win a Stanley cup. Simple as that. Jordan says, I haven't heard Patrick Kane's name mentioned much in the hobby. Is he underappreciated? I think he is underappreciated. He's he's one of the mo- the best American-born goal scorers, players of all time, overall players. I think he's a guy that is under underappreciated in the hobby. I really do. Yeah, definitely. And that probably won't last very long, though. Daniel says, as a black player, if Byfield can be a star in, in the LA market, that can open up a huge untapped fan base. Yeah, that's... That's a cool point, and I, I agree with that. I mean, it would be nice to appeal to 
um, to, to the, the black community more than hockey does right now. And maybe Quentin Byfield is one of the ways into that in the LA market. Yep. Uh, MCAM, <laughs> good evening, says, I find myself chasing cars I love in the 80s and 90s that aren't that expensive while also making some investment in buys in the recent Prism and Select Sets basketball. Yeah, a lot of people are doing that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, when it comes to the, 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 re- the recent Prism and Select Sets in basketball, that's where I mean that's like 80% of the hobby is right there right now it seems like so you're not alone and that 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 gives me comfort but it also scares me too so you know just sort of uh, be, be be cautious just be cautious cardboard king i agree Ovi won't do it yep rob demer hi jordan nope he's appreciating well don't know what that's in reference to sorry hatrick heroes Jeremy and Jay Hope as well. Can't wait to see this all Canadian division rivalry between Winnipeg and Calgary. A few triple game matchups. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that either. I mean, I've been a Jets fan my whole life, but I'm a Flames fan now. And after we the rivalry, I'm now no longer a Jets fan. I mean, if the Flames are out, I'll probably hope for them in a Stanley Cup final. But definitely hoping for the Flames against the Jets and every other Canadian team this season. Scott Fiscus, what are some underrated hockey sets to look at other than regular Upper Deck and SB Authentic? Is there an up-and-coming product? Well, yes, there is, my friend. Yes, there is. We've got Skybox Metal Universe coming out in April. But there are other sets. There's 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 Synergy. There's Allure. There's uh, Ingrained. There's Artifacts. There's SP Game Used. And, and on and on that I'm just not thinking of. So there, there are plenty. You know, ask questions like you're doing. Get out there, but to me, it's uh, you know, to me, as far as rookie cards go, there's there's upper deck ice as well. There's black diamond, you know. But as far as rookie cards go, and there's great rookie cards in all the sets. For me, it's either Cup, SP Authentic, or the Young Guns because I believe those three have the most the brand equity that will last the longest into the future. That's that, that's what I think. Jay, do you have any uh, any take on that? No, I think it, you're bang on. I think if you're if you want to if you want to check as many boxes as you can, you know, as far as fun to collect, you know, that upper deck series one and series two, are going to give you that. If you also want the value at the same time, and it, you know, I think everybody kind of does the young guns are going to give you that SP authentic gives you future watch auto, you know, they're the gold standard. And you know, the, you know, of course, price is a factor for everybody and yeah you know the prices go up and and we're seeing that happen but you know the series one getting the young gun and and buying some boxes of sp authentic are they're still relatively affordable and you can you can get some great 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 cards that you know are you know considered the gold standard of rookie cards like if you have to choose one you'd probably want the future watch yeah yeah same here that's that is my go-to. My number one rookie card every year ahead of anything else is the Future Watch Auto in a PSA 10. That to me is my favorite card. That's the one I want. I I don't do I don't collect cup for myself anymore. I did when it first came out. I stopped. And young guns, you know, they're they're fine, but to me they're just so common. I love the SP Authentic Future Watch autograph rookie to me is it's the perfect balance of rookie card, you know, hard signed auto as well. Um, Rob Demer says Crosby has three cups. Yes, he does. Um, uh, Oscar down wants to know, Jay, do you do, do you do much selling? And if so, is it purely to fund other cards? Um, I, uh, I do, I try to trade as much as I can. Um, so if I'm, uh, if I'm moving something, normally the reason for that is, uh, either it's a double, a duplicate. That's, you know, those ones, 
you know, much like we've all done, you know, from the time we were kids until now, uh, trading our doubles for something that we needed. Um, and if there was any change in my, in my PC, so something I decided that I didn't want to collect anymore, um, or was just moving on from, you know, through the years, your PC changes and, and you, uh, and you'd want to go in a different direction. I try as much as possible to, um, to trade. Uh, and the reason I do that is I find that, um, you know, the time and effort that I put into collecting my stuff, if I can find a home for that, um, for somebody else to enjoy it so that, you know, it doesn't ultimately get broken up, broken up and scattered to the wind, um, is always what I try and do first. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm constantly trying to find somebody that's got some stuff that I would like. And if I'm moving on from something, if they've got any interest in what I have, um, and if I do sell, which I, of course I do, um, I try as much as possible to, uh, to limit that to a couple of people, um, you know, fairly close to me in the hobby that, uh, uh, that are a little bit more, uh, that are a little bit more dialed in with the single card sales. Um, when I do decide to sell some stuff, it's usually, you know, fairly substantial and I just don't have the time to list card by card and sell them off and get them mailed out and sent out and stuff. So that's sort of, that's sort of my philosophy when something, when something leaves my collection. Yeah. yeah fair, uh, fair approach, man, for sure. Native card guy wants to see Matthew Kachuk sent through the glass his first game with Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure everybody in the NHL besides us Flames fans, Jay, want to see Matthew Kachuk sent through the glass and we, we accept that, but we love him here. And you'd love him if he was on your team too, trust me. Yeah. Lee Haskins says, thanks for answering so many of the questions. Love these interactive videos of you. Thank you very much, Lee. I love doing them as well. So thank you for being a part of it. Uh, what's up, my brother? This has to be the man who is on my shirt, the mayor of Canada, Rich Barone from Long Island, Big Islanders fan. That I know that's him. So Rich, if you're still there, welcome to the show. That's 10 minutes ago. Uh, Hatrick Hero says Crosby is decorated more than McDavid currently. McDavid, so I don't know if it will reach that, but follow in his footsteps for sure. I mean, that's the plan, right? The plan that we all have for Connor McDavid is to be that that the the next Crosby. You know, despite their overlap in in when they play. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Rob Demare says perfect examples. I, sometimes I don't know what, what what the comments are for because we're behind by eleven minutes right now. But thank you for the comment, M Cam. Uh, which is Mikey says everything is up is up by what you love because a correction is coming. Well, yeah, I mean that's something that that's a, that's a, that's a take. But a lot of people think that correction is several years down the road still. So Richard says if McDavid ever wants to win a cup, I don't believe he'll do it in Edmonton. Might have to leave. Yeah, probably, probably. But you never know. Edmonton's won cups before, so anything can happen. Uh, what about a Ginla, the best player in the league for a long time? Yeah, no one, you're going to get very few people are going to agree with that, Jesse, that he's the best player, was the best player in the league for a long time. Um, he's kind of, uh, I mean, I, God love him. I mean, I know he was a great player here in Calgary. He's a blue chip guy, says Rob. Yep. Uh, but I don't know that he's going to be that. Uh, he's not, he's definitely not that highest elite level with the, with the Gretzky's Howes and Ors. I don't think he's at the level below that, but he might be at that level with like the Isermans and the Joe Sackicks and, and maybe the Yagers even, but I don't see him any higher than those guys. Uh, Hattrick says Jay has the cell salt. Oh yeah. Those uh, salt bags kicking around for moisture. I, ha I use those myself actually. Kessel 
Trottier. I mean, good players, but again, oh, we're talking about, oh, I see that. We're talking about who played for Pittsburgh when they won cups besides Crosby and Malkin. Right. Thank you, guys. Kessel, Brian Trottier, Gensel, Orpik, shut down. To, yeah, Orpik, I wouldn't be bragging about, but I mean, still, a, you know, a role player. You need these guys. Chris Kunitz. Thank you, uh, Terry. Kessel could have won the con Smythe one of those years for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Kessel's on Kessel's a guy who's sort of under underrated in the hobby. He doesn't look like a hockey player, is a big part of it, I think. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Brett Hall Moncton Flames AHL cards? I asked since you guys are Flames fans. Uh, they're 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 not they're irrelevant to me in the hobby. They they're 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 meaningless to me in the hobby. I have no interest in them personally, but I have interest in his rookie card from 8889 OPG. Just because you asked, any do you have any any take on that, Jay? No, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, there we go. That's my boy, the mayor of Can- again. That's this guy, mayor of Canada, Rich Barone. Thank you, Rich. Good and a huge Islanders fan. McDavid wins his cups with the Leafs. <laughs> you, I know, I know the Leafs fans would love that for sure, for sure. Uh, PLJ says Flurry didn't win those cups. Latang was out. For one of those two, my point is you can't count any team out. Love the discussion. Yeah, it's a fair point. You can't count out any team. The Florida Panthers, I mean, made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. The, you know, yeah, you, you can't. And the Carolina Hurricanes won a cup one year. I mean, yeah, you can't count out any. Anything can, hobby, anything can happen in hockey. But that doesn't make me think that the Oilers are any bit closer to winning a cup. Uh, Kane is underappreciated for sure. More decorated than Austin Matthews, but Austin Matthews plays in Toronto. Yeah, all fair, all fair. And also Austin Matthews is more relevant right now. He's more current, right? Kane is Kane's rookie year was 07, 08. Matthews 16, 17. So, you know, it's a, it's kind of like who's in his prime right now. Although it doesn't seem like Patrick Kane has ever been out of his prime. He's, he's that good. I got to get myself a future watch auto rookie of Patrick Kane. Cause I don't have one. Hold on guys. I got to go to eBay. Gotta go buy one right now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna do that, but I do want one. Uh Ost card dad is is all of Jay's collection on the shelves behind him, or like a lot of other collectors, do you have cards and boxes, binders? He did show the binders behind him uh the other angle, but Jay, are there is there anything that's not on display? Yeah, there's uh, uh there's there's a lot. Um so the collection itself, um I don't know what the count is on binders uh hundreds of binders for sure uh what i have displayed in the room um is what i've been able to get through and catalog cards that i'm missing um i save it all i have a digital copy and file of every set that i've cataloged that i've managed to go through and the cards that i'm missing so i can just reference it to to pick up cards as i go to to finish them uh my card my my collection is is millions of cards um, my half of my basement in my house is full of shoe boxes and pizza boxes full of cards that I still have to get through and sort through and catalog properly. Um, and then inside my room, the parts that you can't see, there's, you know, there's a fairly long, um, bench that I, you know, that I work and sort on top of that's, that has drawers full of, uh, cards and one touches and, uh, top loaders and, um, you know, some of the base sets that I'm working on that, you know, that I haven't finished yet. So it, it's, uh, there's lots and lots and lots that you can't see in the displays. 
All right. So there you go, Oz Card Dad. Yeah. It's always fun hearing about how we store our cards and approach the hobby. And I can confirm there is no PSA 10 Patrick Kane SP Authentic uh, SP, uh, rookie cards on uh, on eBay right now. I just searched. There's been two recent sales of rock copies that sold for about 350 325 US. That's what it looks like for anyone who's wondering. That's the that's the card that I just went looking for on eBay. So yeah, I got to find one of those, but I'm sure it's going to be a lot more expensive now than before. Jordan says, Jeremy and Jay, what are your thoughts on the Seattle Kraken? Is Seattle the right choice for expansion? Yeah, I'm all for it. All for it. Um, I don't know that they're the right choice, but you know what? A lot uh, Much smarter people than me made those decisions, so I'm going to say that they probably did make the right choice because uh, Bettman's no idiot, even though a lot of people think he is. Uh, but um, you know, on the Board of Governors, I, I don't think these guys are messing around. I hope it's the right choice. Um and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for another team. Jay, any uh, take on it? Uh, I'm excited for another team too. Um, no, I don't. I don't believe that it was the right choice for hockey. I think it was the right business choice. Um, I think the the group in Seattle was better prepared to make the run um, with the league and how they presented it and how it and how it worked out. Uh, I think Quebec was for the game probably the better choice. But I don't, you know, facility-wise and, and from a business standpoint, made a lot less sense. Um, so I, I don't think the league wanted to take a chance of, uh, you know, making an expansion team that was going to disappear in, in two or three years or four or five years. So from a business standpoint, I think Seattle made more sense. But I think Quebec would have been a better market for an expansion team. Yeah, I hear you. That makes sense to me. But I, unfortunately, not well, not unfortunately, just the reality is that it is it is a business and they need to definitely consider that. And, you know, there's already issues like, you know, the Montreal Canadiens, you know, they need a French speaking coach and, you know, they want the, the fans want French speaking players. If they can't speak to the media in French, they they get on the on the, you know, the poop list with the fans. Uh, it would just be another one of those situations again in Quebec where the, the fan it would be even probably even even stronger desire for them to fit into that. And then, you know. It's hard to be competitive when you're when you can only draft uh, French speaking players because there's a lot of non French speaking players in the NHL. But anyway, interesting stuff. Adam Bailey, Patrick Kane, a bad apple. Hobby doesn't like bad apples unless you come back hero Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean, he punched a guy in a taxi in Buffalo eight years ago or something like that. I don't see him as a bad apple anymore myself. I think he's a great hockey player. But fair comment nonetheless, of course. Terry says Kane and Taves are both still good buys. Uh, Native Card Guy says a lot of people are sleeping on Jack Eichel right now. His RPAs and rookies uh, are way low, and it's not going to last long. I know the update thing, but that's not going to matter later. I agree. That update thing won't matter uh, later on either. Uh, hockey Hockey, do you like the 74-75 Don Cherio Peach as part of a collection? Where do you see his place in hockey history in 30 years? That's a good question. I used to have his rookie card. I don't I don't think I have it anymore. You know, To me, he wasn't really a player. He It's a coach card, by the way. Um, it's a cool looking card. He's a legend in Canada, you know, for better or for worse, he's a legend in Canada. And I think there's value there. Uh, but I, because he wasn't a player, you know, maybe he, or a non a consequential player when he did play, um, to me, I didn't need him, but Terry goes on to say he's a must have. And that just depends on, on, on how you're collecting. So, yeah, I mean, if you want him, you want him. Yeah. Rob says in high grade, he's a blue chip native card guy says must have. So, you know, for me, he's not. I was willing to sell my card of his, and I don't desire one right now, but that could change. That could change. 
Um, Native Car Guy says, oh, you're not a Jets fan. Now I'm sad. I'm a Flames fan now. I'm a Flames fan. Declared. Okay, here we go. Cardboard King says, or how Richard, Gretzky, Lemieux, Crosby, all Canadian icons, and they transcended the game. Just like Jagger does to me. I couldn't think of the word transcended earlier. McDavid is probably better than all of them. <laughs> he will win, eventually win Stanley Cups. Okay. Rob says, as well as Scotty Bowman coach card. Yeah, that's another, another cool quote. That one is more important to me than Don Cherry because Scotty Bowman is a legendary, if not one of the all-time best coaches. So to me, that's a more important card than Don Cherry. Don Cherry's card is important because he was on Hockey Night in Canada and Coach's Corner for so long. Very controversial. You know, someone that, that all Canadians are aware of. He's kind of like a like a, a Canadian, I don't know if hero is the right word, but he's an icon for sure. Uh, Jason Pringle, welcome. Better late than never. Exactly. Uh, Big Daddy, you made a good point about the long-term collectability with the Marcel Dion reference. Another guy that gets no love, Mike Gartner. One of eight guys with 700 goals. You can get his rookie for $15. Yeah, he also had like 13 years of 30-goal season of consecutive 30-goal seasons. That's a record. I believe that's still a record. So, yeah, he gets no love. He played in Washington, you know, which up until Ovechkin was kind of not a very hobby-friendly city or, or team. So, uh, Rob Demare says uh, McDavid doesn't see the ice like Bobby Orr, Gretzky, and Mario. Yeah, I mean, fair comments all around. What about Opeachy Platinum? I know I do like Opeachy Platinum, Biggie, but I don't like it for the rookie cards. I like it for the parallels of the of the main of the main players. I love it for the for the Crosby's, Ovechkins, McDavid's, Matthews, those guys. Not a, not necessarily where I pick my rookie cards from. Jay, any comments? Um, Opeachy is is one of the sets I don't build. Um, I pick out very specific cards from release, and those are the ones that uh, those are the ones that I'll chase. So the you know golden treasures is is uh, of course just like everybody else the ones I'm trying to get uh, but not a set that I build. Yeah. Oh, I, that reminds me, Jay. We had a conversation about you selling me a golden treasures a while back, and I never followed up with you. So I'll have to send you a message later. Yeah, no worries. I still have them. So uh, Rich is Rich must have gone. He came back and he says, "Did we ever revisit the dust problem?" So no. Let's ask you, Jay. This was a question for you when you were having technical difficulties. What do you do about dusting off all these cards that you have on display i don't uh I actually to be honest i don't i don't know that uh that i've ever really had to do it so the countertops that i put into uh into my card room to sort on and tables that i work off like i said they're white uh, countertops that i got from ikea and if it was dusty in here they would it would be noticeable on those countertops and i don't have a dust problem in here at all so uh i think i do um you know like what everybody does to protect their cards they all go into a protective sleeve that's sealed up um to keep the dust out from getting into even even the one touch you don't want your you know you don't want the grit and the, and the dust getting in there they're all covered um and uh you know the displays change you know every couple of years i'll make some fairly drastic changes to what's going on so i'll touch the cards and get them down and um, you know, wipe them off and get them back up, but it's not a, it's not a regular maintenance thing at all. Okay. There you go. Uh, Richie loves the shirt I'm wearing. Of course it's his face on it. Uh, hockey, hockey. When the PS3 was released, an individual waited in line to buy it. Once outside would smash the newly bought system. Would it make you angry if someone did similar to a great pull on video? 
yeah, because there's people that want that great pull and now they can't have it. So I'd rather see it go to the collector that really, really, really wants it for their collection versus somebody destroying it for content. So yeah, I, that, I mean, I wouldn't take it personally, but I'd be like, ah, oh, that, that was just a jerk thing to do. You know, when it comes to a PS3, there's more PS3s being manufactured. There's nothing special about one PS3 versus another. So they're not limited. So I can see that for content, but a, a card, especially a card that people desire that might be limited. Yeah, that would be kind of a, just a kind of like just flipping the bird at the hobby kind of thing. Scott Fiska says, what's the lure of the metal set? So that we're talking about the Skybox Metal Universe that's coming out shortly. You think your Reddit will be mod modeled after a 1990s release? Yes, it's 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 basically modeled after the, the Metal Universe sets from the late 90s. And what's special about it? Or the lure of it is that they're beautiful. They're they're just beautiful, unique uh, cards. Just go look some up on eBay, especially or Com C. Look at the look at the basketball cards from the '97 Fleer Metal Universe set. And that'll give you an idea of what 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 we're looking at in terms of how cool these cards are. Again, my opinion. I'm biased. I love the set. David G. Gardner was uh, special to watch. He was on his way to a cup when the Rangers dumped him three months before reaching the promised land. Oh, '94. Sure. Didn't remember that, but good. Thanks for uh, shaking up our memories on that one. Cardboard King, look at Luca Prisms. Those are common cards with high pop counts, but the demand is still there. What happens when McDavid breaks into the American mainstream? Fair point. Maybe, you know, there you go. Maybe his cards beat out Crosby's in terms of value. Um, but that would not be based on skill for, skill for, skillful or, or savvy purchases. That would be built on hype, I believe. So, but it could easily happen. Hype is a very strong force in our hobby. Native Card Guy says the correction will not come for years from now when the new collectors have lost interest and pull the cards from under the bed out, out of storage and start selling them off. Maybe, maybe not. Again, we it's I, I don't want to I'll let you you guys predict the future all you want, but I I I I got a feel for what's gonna happen. But I like I said, I've been wrong before. So I don't I'm not gonna say what'll happen here or there. Uh says he's in the Mike Medano category, a very respectable category to be in. <laughs> Rich says the Leafs will never use the will never win the cup again because he has a hate on for Tavares. Uh, Rob Demare says the card has had every opportunity. McDavid is no Crosby and no Ovechkin. I would say he's not even a, a Kane, a Patrick Kane. I mean, there people argue with you. He he is known as the best player in the NHL right now based on skill alone, um, and he's fast and he can he can he can like handle that puck at higher speeds than almost anybody. So time will tell. Time will tell. Peter, Patrick Kane, SB Authentic Auto Rookie, will be harder in a PSA 10 that year. Was brutal for chipping top and bottom. Yeah, that is fact right there. That is fact right there. <laughs> I'm just reading what some of these guys are saying to each other, Jay. You know, horrible take, horrible take. Oh, Charles wants to know, Jay, is your or Rookie, which is your favorite card, is it graded? And if so, what did it grade? It is not graded. Um, it's... Uh... It's in good shape. It, I would say it's probably a three. That would be my guess if I sent it in to get it to, to get it graded. It's not. Um, it's not a card that uh, that I ever thought to get graded. Um, not. It's not really a value thing. It's just the card means so much to me based on you know the sentimental value of the card and and you know if one day I do get it graded, it's for the protection. Um, you know, if I decide to, to get a vintage order together and send it in, um, it'll be just to protect the card, not uh, not for looking for an increase in value. 
even a three is a very respectful grade for that card. I mean, the fact is that you love it. Who cares what a grade? Ne never grade it, Jay. Like you don't need to grade it. It's 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 beautiful as it is. Maybe you grade it when you know the the time has come and you're passing it on to your kin or something like that. But anyway, uh, I'm sure you love it as you should. Uh, Rob says Luca Prism isn't and can't be compared to Young Guns. You're comparing an expensive apple to a cheap orange. Uh, it's kind. They kind of are the same thing though in that. I recognize they're different, Rob, but they are the every they are the common rookie. They're the commodity card. You know, it's it's the commodity card for, for being prism for basketball and young gun for base for hockey. So I do see why the comparison's made, but it is still tough to compare because the basketball market is just so much stronger than the hockey market, at least right now. Um, okay, let's all be friendly to each other out there. I don't want to see anyone insulting or hurling insults uh, while we're live, please. Uh, the Luca are only valued so high because popularity of basketball is so much higher. Yeah, just said that. Good point, Cardboard King. Those Kane cards are tough. Yeah, for sure. Rich Barone, Seattle is a growing city and a team can survive there if there's money there. So, you know, that, and that's what matters is that the team can survive there, as Jay was saying earlier. Can you imagine if McDavid ever gets traded to LA? Well, we, you know, you can imagine that because we have experience with almost an identical situation being Wayne Gretzky getting traded there. So we can imagine it and it can happen. Uh, but interesting point for sure. Uh, David says the people in Quebec City are extremely passionate about hockey. Could have been like a Green Bay Packers for hockey. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad they don't have a team there. It sure is. And it's such a what, yeah, so many what if scenarios in terms of McDavid getting traded. Eichel with Taylor Hall should increase both young guns. I agree with that. I think it'll increase their young guns if they play better, if they get more points. That's what they need to do. And I think that will happen. What do you guys think of Barzell? Will he stay an Islander? He signed, Rich. He signed. He signed today or yesterday. Seven million, seven million for three years. So 21 million for three years. It's a done deal. Costa local says, Jay, what's your favorite flames card in your collection? Uh, my favorite flames card in my collection. I've actually, I've, I've taken it and pulled it aside to show. So I'll, I'll give me a second. I'll grab it. Okay. And I'm going to run through some other comments because there's so many here. <clears throat> what do you think of this? Hold on a sec, Jay, but we're going to get back to your answer. What do you think of the central red army cards? Came, yeah. I remember those hockey hockey. The Sergei Fedorov was a popular one. It had a pinhole in it. Like all the cards had a pinhole in them except for very few. And the, I think Archer Zerbe had a card in that set too. Um, unimportant at this point in time, unimportant. There's better rookie cards for players that had rookies in those sets. Uh, although there were so many card players that had rookies in those sets that didn't have any other rookies, but they were really players that just played in Russia. Jay, favorite Flames card? Okay, so it's, uh, it's Matthew Kachuk's premier. Pull it back a bit. One of one RPA. Is it a really Beautiful. bad shadow? Very nice. So it's a, it's the full mountain patch. So it's his premier one of one. Um, it covers uh, a couple of main parts of my PC, of course being that he's a, a Flames rookie card, but it's also uh, the patch that's in it. I, I'm always actively seeking for one of the two shoulder patches in the Flames uniform, so either the Canada flag or the Alberta flag, uh, and that one has it uh, That one has it in it. So it, it's a beautiful card. It's, it is a beautiful card, man. I love those those uh, Premier Upper Deck Premier collection is absolutely gorgeous. 
I love the acetate finish to them. I love the big patches. The 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 autographs look so vibrant on that acetate surface, yep. and they pick great patches for the one ones, which seem which which is really nice to see. So that that's a beautiful card, man. I, I'd love to own that one. Um, okay, let's keep on going here. I I mean, there's 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 some controversy in the chat right now, Jay. But I, I want to bring this I want to bring this comment up because you know. It, even Gretzky said McDavid is the most talented player he's ever seen. Gretzky also just said that Quinn Hughes has the best hands he's ever seen or hands as good as his or something like that. Uh, the defenseman for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Um, okay. I'm going to roll through some of these. We're going to, we're going to end this soon, Jay. We've been going on two hours, 15 minutes already. And I know you've been in and out due to some technical issues, but I'm glad to see you're here and strong for the last little while. I'd like you guys to stop this discussion about McDavid, if you don't mind, because I it's just clogging up the comments for me at this point. Uh, Rich Brown says, metal sets had pure silver and gold cards. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, JR says, what do Jaron Jay prefer, shield or property of? I love this question. What do you prefer, a shield or a property of? Jay, go first. Shield for me. Yeah, property of for me. I don't own a shield. I don't own a single shield. I've rarely i've owned two in my life i think and i didn't like either of them that much i'm not a shield guy i love property ofs though i just love the looks of them there you go jay jr and that's what's beautiful jay right we all like different things that's why the hobby is so so interesting and so much fun um oscar dad does jay like uniformity in its collection example do all sets need to be either graded or ungraded or is he happy to mix and match <clears throat> uh i am happy to mix and match um, so my sets, um, if I am, if I'm trying to complete a set, um, base set with the rookies, um, I'm virtually not going to get any of those cards graded. Certainly not the base cards. Uh, when we get into sets that have the, uh, that have the rookies that are RPAs, um, I'll be selective on, uh, on which ones I'll send in for grading much the same as everybody else does. Um, if a, I don't have a card that is going to grade very well, of course, I'm not going to send it, um, a lower valued card. Um, you know, it is just, I'm not going to take a, a $20 card and send it for a $40 grade. So, uh, I'm selected that way on what I do. Um, my, uh, my flames collection as much as possible. I get as much of that graded as I can. Um, but, uh, grading is not the end all be all for me. I enjoy it. Um, and of course I want to, uh, I want to get a nice grade on, on some of my nicer stuff. Um, but I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not a high grade headhunter, if, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. It does. For sure. It does. And man, I, I found myself wanting to say, okay, that's a great approach, but like any, everybody's approach is awesome. Is, is great. If, if, if you're collecting what, fulfills the, the needs in your life the reason you collect if it fills that whatever it is that i don't call it a hole because it, it's got negative connotations but i think it is you know someone like a just that need for for stimulus really you know uh whatever makes you happy is, is a great approach um okay legion after the california wildfires everything inside and out of our house was covered in a thick layer of sticky black oily soot Thankfully, all my cards were boxed up at the time. Yeah, like so important to take care of and make sure your cards are stored properly. You know, sometimes you have a few on display as I do behind me. But, you know, those are cards that if the house goes up in flames, I'm, I'm going to be okay with it. You know, there's a couple I wouldn't be okay with. But 
Anyway, all right. Uh, what what else do we have here from the chat? Let's see. I'm I'm skipping a whole bunch from a bunch of you guys at this point in time, but uh, and I we have tons of comments coming through. Costa says nice kachuk to you, Jay. Yes, that was very very nice kachuk. Rich Brown is Rich Brown is cheering on Boston University. Get your get your Dubes. Get your Dylan Dubé cards first in line. Yeah, Jay Cl- Dylan Dubé, I think he's going to be great. Manjapani and Dubé, I'm very excited for them on the Flames this year. Rich Barone, Kachuk and Eichel. Yeah, I love Kachuk and Eichel. I'm excited for Jack Eichel this season. I think he's going to have a good year. Uh, why is Theo Fleury not in the Hockey Hall of Fame when the NHL Hall of Fame seems to be the Hall of Good? Yeah, it's you got to wonder why he's not in there yet. you got to wonder why he's not in there yet. Brett, I believe McKinnon is the best player in the NHL. Yeah, like so do I. McKinnon, I think he's the best player all around. I think he's the best all around player. Yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. I mean, he may not, you know, McDavid might be more skilled, and but that's not that's not make doesn't make the all around best player. You have to be able to use that skill to the you know to to really be the best player. And McKinnon might do do more with less skill than McDavid does. So anyway, enough of the McDavid talk for tonight, I think. Uh, big unit, two bold predictions for 2021. Market stays strong and Sports Cards Live hits 10,000 subs. Great guests and most interactive live stream I've, I've watched. I hope you're right on both. That would be really cool. If, if this channel can get to 10,000 subs, that would be awesome. I was hoping to hit 2,000 before the end of the year, but I didn't. I think we're at like 1,881 right as of like after the last episode. So, hey, we'll get there eventually. And we're having fun with the growth. You know, the growth and the, the journey is all part of the fun. And this hob, this this show is a big part of the hobby for me now, of course. So I do love it. Charles says, Jeremy's show is growing and only growing higher. Thank you, Charles. Scott says, how does Jay acquire most of his cards to build the set? Seems harder to do these days getting the commons. Um, I actually open up quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of product. Um, so I, you know, it's my, you know, my, my collecting and the way I go about it is, uh, you know, I don't want to say I buck the trend, but um, you know, I, a lot of guys, a lot of people in the market are, are looking for very specific cards that, you know, ultimately financially wouldn't make sense for them to go to their local card shop and buy these cases and, and open them up to try and find one specific card or maybe two or three. Um, whereas for a set builder, um, it makes sense for me to, uh, to do that, to go and, and open up my own product um, so that I have that opportunity to finish that base set. And of course, pick up some nice stuff along the way. I mean, I'm hoping for that just like everybody else is, but um, I open up a lot of my own product uh, and the stuff that I'm missing. Uh, I do a lot of it on, uh, on eBay. You know, I think uh, like most people do once I get the product open and cataloged and into a, into um, into a binder, I'm looking to find those missing cards as quickly as I can, as close to release day um, as I can, especially for the common stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jay, do you collect any other memorabilia cards, stick pieces or anything? I do. I have some of it. Um, so, you know, the Premier did the Mega Sticks. Um, you know, I've got some of those. Um, I do have some property one, a property of, of cards, one of ones. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it, I take them with, uh, if it fits into the PC, if it's a Flames player, um, then, yeah, absolutely I do. Yeah, I think they're cool cards, actually. They're really cool. Yeah. 
I love the property of myself. There's a question coming up from Jesse. What is your favorite property of? I've, I mean, I've got a Jeremy Roenick that's beautiful. I've got a three Dale Howard Chucks in my Dale Howard Chuck collection. And one of them I think is just spectacular looking. I love the looks of it. If you're asking for what year, I, I'm sorry, I can't. 2015s I really liked, but I can't remember the year of the other one that I love. I could go searching for it in my uh, in my images here and tell you what year it was, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to show it because for some reason it's not opening these files for me. I'll try and open it right now and see if it does open. I'll show you. No, it didn't open. But um, but yeah, uh, 2016, 2016. I really like that that the look of those ones as well. Uh, what do we have here from Terry? Terry says I'm not a big fan of shields either, but do love the property of. Yeah, we're on the same page there, Terry. Uh, YYC says the Flames haven't even retired Fleury's number yet. An absolute crime and insult to Theo. Fair comment. Legion says 2,000 subs and Jeremy will shave his head. I tend to shave my head every couple of weeks anyway, uh, Legion. So yeah, you guys got my word on that one for sure, for sure. Richie says it's just fun to rip. But now Richie's watching on YouTube. This is Richie here, the mayor of Canada. The mayor of Canada lives on Long Island, New York, just for everyone's uh, knowledge. Hockey, hockey. Jay, since you open up so much product, what do you do with the commons? Do they go in the recycling bin? Absolutely not. Um, I will... I will get my set built um, and depending on how much I open of the product, um, I'll get together as many base sets as I can. So a product like series one, series two, SP authentic, um, uh, you know, those products all end up with a whole bunch of base sets and I'll get them to, uh, you know, nieces, nephews, their friends. You know, if I, if I can put together like series one, if I can put together seven or eight base sets, I'll make sure that they, get out to get out to kits. I've never put a single card of any value in a recycle bin or a fire pit. Uh, I would just never do that. I'd find a, I would find a place for any card that would, you know, somebody would consider putting into a recycling bin. I, I give them away on Halloween. That's been my way to move out some uh, base cards and that cardboard King. Jeremy, will you ever do live box breaks? Canada needs some breakers. I'm tired of paying 30% more doing us breaks. Let me think about that. Absolutely not. I will never do box breaks. It does not interest me whatsoever. But I respect the request. And uh, if I was your guy, I would have been happy to do it. Uh, hockey, hockey, Jeremy growing his hair out. Need to get Hulk Hogan's skull at levels. Not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, Rich Brown, I donate my comments to Children's Hospital Wars. Yeah, very nice to do. David G, tapping out. See you later. Have a good night. Thanks for joining. Uh, native card guy comments should never go anywhere but to a kid that can't afford them or can't get their hands on them. 100 agree with that david g thank you for joining you're welcome for another great show really appreciate that card uh, oscar a card working no jeremy's not interested in doing breaks mate hey oscar dad knows me very well i am i have zero interest in doing that uh charles very true native card guy that's how i started off that's really nice uh is there going to be a return of sports cards live recorded yeah good question i did if i did like four of those videos then i then i i didn't do any i was planning to do them over the holidays and i just didn't have time yes there will be a return there will be a return of them at some point native card guy donates thousands of aprons underprivileged uh children in remote native communities yeah as you should right spread it out especially to people who can't otherwise get them i love hearing that Jason Pringle, my kids love base cards. There you go. Come to my house on Halloween next year, Jay. I'll give him tons. Uh, it's Sports Card Live recorded Hockey Hockey 99. So, I don't understand that comment. I wish I did. Hot, oh, 
Sports cards live record. There you go. Yes, 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 yes. What do you think of Facebook? Of Facebook? Sorry. What do you guys think of Facebook card fire sales? Good deal or sucker is born every day? I see fire sale. I I, I scroll right by. I don't I, I don't pay any attention to fire sales. Um, how about you, Jay? That's not something I would even stop on if I saw one. Uh, to be yeah. honest with you, I'd not. I think just like any sale. It has, it, it has so much to do with the seller. Um, of the guys that I've bought through Facebook, you know, my, my community, my Facebook community who I deal with, nobody would ever advertise a fire sale. So, it, I, but again, it has everything to do with, with the seller, of course. But I, I, I tend to lead to the side of if you got to advertise that way, you're looking for the sucker that was born that day. When, yeah. When I see fire sale, I think, whoa, like it's just, I don't know. To me, it's 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 horrible marketing because you're basically, to me, the perception I get from that is they're they're garbage cards. Why would I want any card someone's willing to fire sale? You lost me right at fire sale. Just yeah. me, just me. Uh, Big Daddy Cool as a fellow collector with a lot of money invested, should I have extra insurance car- cover carrier to cover fire theft, etc.? Is there an insurance company that specializes in collectibles insurance? I think the answer is yes. You should if you're in the. I don't know where you are, Big Daddy, but if you're in the U.S. There are, you know, Beckett puts out emails all the time um, with, with a, an insurance provider for collectibles. So just find find that somehow. In Canada, it's a little bit different. I think you got to talk to your provider and just let them know what you have. We'll give them a value and they might put a rider on your policy. Um, Native card guy, I have 80 grand insurance on my collection, which is why my, which may vary with, uh, but his big cards are in the bank. Yep. Yeah. Brett says my favorite hockey sale was Upper Deck check cards with the Korea rookie. I'm hoping Upper Deck will make a set like that again. I remember those cards very well. There's some really cool cards in there, actually. Uh, comment to Big Daddy Cool. Yes, you need insurance if you have an extensive collection. I can recommend my insurance broker in Canada if you're a Canadian. Very nice of you, Rob. Native Card Guy says most of my collection has come to me in this past year. Other than the cards my parents got as gifts and keep. And we are, for the first time, Jay, at the bottom of the comments. There you Wow, I feel like I can breathe for for a second here. It's been uh, it's, it's been a lot of action there tonight, guys. So thank you for that, <clears throat> Jay. I'm losing my voice, man. Yeah, you've uh, you just got through a lot of stuff there. Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. I'm getting tired, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up right away. Um, any 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 sort of any issue? I'm still willing to go for a few more minutes, Jay. If there's anything you want to discuss, any anything that comes to mind. From your end? You know what? I think when you invited me on to the show, I think one of the things that I wanted to say is that what you bring to the hobby is is really important. You bring good, fair, honest, and valuable content for collectors. Um, you know, and I think I just on air on the show want to tell you that I think not just me, but everybody values your opinion and what you do for the hobby very much because at the end of the day yeah there's there's a lot of money involved in this but there's still lots of collectors there's 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 so many collectors and people like you and having something like this is an opportunity to bring all of those collectors together so that they can share their stories and their backgrounds and you know what works and what doesn't work and and i just uh i just wanted to tell you that this is you know this is a great thing that you're that you're doing and and what you do for the hobby is is absolutely amazing thanks man um 
high praise. I appreciate the nice words, uh, the feedback, the, 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 really the, um, the encouragement, you know, it encourages me to keep going. So I do appreciate that a, a lot. You know, I, I have my opinions and I know sometimes I, 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 I share my opinions on things and then I'm like, you know, maybe that, maybe my, that's not my opinion. I think things through a little bit. It's like, you know, so while I appreciate that people are watching and, and uh, we have a great audience, you know, don't take everything I say to be, to be gospel, to be truth, to be factual. I have my takes, I have my biases uh, just like everybody does, but I do my best to stay. I try, I try to stay kind of uh, even if I can. And um, so I appreciate that, Jay, R really nice comments from you. Um, Let's go through a few of the comments that have been rolling in and then we'll we'll call it a night, okay? So Terry says, yeah, sorry, Terry. I saw that question and for some reason I lost it. Terry wanted to know earlier, have either of us bought into the Vezina collection, which is a, a very limited product being put out by Dr. Brian Price and President's Choice Trading Cards. It's a, it's a, it's a product, 150 boxes. Each box has two cards and it's only George Vezina memorabilia cards. Mm -hmm. uh, were you, were you even familiar with it, Jay? Had you heard about it? I was, yeah. I, I had heard about it. Um, so I, um, and this is not to take away from, from any other manufacturer. It was sort of a long years, just a line that I drew in the sand. I only collect upper deck product. Um, and uh, it, like I said, that's not a knock to any other manufacturer. And, and as far as that goes, I think President's Choice puts out I go to the website often and look at some of their stuff. I think they put out an unbelievable product. Um, but no, I have not. Uh, I have not gone there. Uh, I am aware of what it is and, and I've looked at it. I think it's I think it's an amazing product. But like I said, I, I just have I've drawn that line in the sand financially. I, I stay with Upper Deck because you gotta you gotta stop somewhere. So yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta kind of have your boundaries just for from a financial perspective, even. Uh, Terry, I did buy one box of it. I paid for it and I'm eagerly anticipating receiving it. And then we'll see what I do with it from there. I.e., I'm not going to flip it, but I don't know how soon I'm going to open it. I just don't know. I might maybe wait till we hit a big subscriber level, have Dr. Price on with me and I'll open it with him or something like that. But I do have a box coming and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm very excited to receive it. I think it's going to be an amazing product. Uh, Oscar Dad, thank you very much for awesome after hours, guys. Thank you so much. Richard, I love the blasty jerseys. How about you guys? I don't know what that means. I don't know what you mean by blasty jerseys. I'm sorry. The new horse head on the Flames jersey. Oh, I don't like them. I don't like the horse head jersey at all. Never no. did. Never did. Um, are trading cards for a card? Are trading cards for a card at your dealership on the table? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. For everything. Card, yeah. Bring him car. He'll trade you a car for cards for sure. Why not? Right, Jay? Why not? Keeps it off the books. Mm -hmm. Charles says, I think you guys have broken the last after hours episode for the longest time. Yeah, we might be. Mike Zier, I watch. I don't even like hockey cards. That's how cool the show is. That's that's the that's a great compliment, Mike. Uh, thank you so much, man. Thanks for commenting. Wasn't didn't know you were there, but I'm glad you are, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Legion. Thank you, Native Card Guy. And feed a homeless person. If you see him, guys, spread, spend the love. Yes, I will be doing that myself for sure. Thank you, Hockey Hockey. Thank you, Rob. You need to have it appraised for sure. Cardboard King, thank you so much for joining. Rob Demare, thank you very much. Good to see you. Hockey Hockey says Jeremy should get a Gemini. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be, a, <laughs> that'd be hilarious, actually. 
but I don't know that I that I don't know that I should. But thank you, Scott. Thank you so much, man. Making you a hockey fan. That's awesome. Goal achieved. Let's bring you over to the over to the the fun side. Cardboard King, take care, take care, Rob. Take care, you guys. No, nothing personal, not in this chat. Dave Jones, thank you so much. Awesome discussion. Interesting to hear how other people collect uh, approach collecting. Thank you so much. Uh, Carlos, caught up later. Two speed, two times speed for the win. Two hours, 30 minutes. Not bad for part one. Thanks, Carlos. Good to see you tonight. Okay, everybody. I'm going to, we're going to end this broadcast. This was fun. Jay, thank you. And I'm glad you stuck it out and that we stuck it out for you during those technical difficulties earlier this has been much later much better for the past hour or so so thanks so much for joining tonight i hope you enjoyed it jay tell me you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks uh thanks very much for having me my pleasure man rich barone you be good you be good too my brother yyc thank you so much go flames i'll get behind you i'll get behind you on that all the time all right guys thank you so much jay hang tight one second we are going to end this everybody good night and next saturday we have Carvin Chung. Will be always, always good insights. Tons of experience in the hobby. He he invented the cup and exquisite. So he'll be my guest next Saturday. So come, come, uh, come, join us then. Uh, go Jets, go Native Card Guy. I can get behind that. Go Jets, go. That's fine. Great show. Thank you, thank you, Charles. And I am hitting the button right now to end it. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you all for joining. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe and hit the thumbs up button, please. And thank you. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.